Mooney Valley. So I like four. The race just has to work out for it early. Four, one, nine, and ten. Okay, and that takes us to race number nine. Then this is the World Horse Racing Grand Handicap. Three-year-olds and up benchmark 80 over 1,100 metres, and we'll need a bit of help with this lot, Hills. Yeah, top players have finished the carnival, isn't it? Rattle and Bang comes out, zero deduction. The Suto 2x2, two two, zero long-time dreaming title fighter. And El Sadayad. All right, leaves us up the top with Zach the Boss, 31. $11 Nilla. Lounge Bar Ruby, 21. Mr. Yushu, 81. $8 Buse. Along the River, 19. $390, $380, $4. Now, $370, 10 makes it favourite. Ray McNero is a 440 chance. River Noir, 16. Prairie Flower at 18. Morning to Glory's been back. $12, now $7.50. Give Giggles 17 61 Pink Beauty and Madame Dugast at 26 Best back runner here has been Mornington Glory in a very, very tough affair. Yes, it is a tough affair to finish off a tough week. I'm going to go with number 19. First up from a spell, we've seen Kin ran super down the straight, this distance behind cause for concern in the wrong part of the track that day. Uh, it's got a good turn of foot when saved up for one run to beat number 10, Ray Magnirio, who's in great form, was wide all the way two ago, big win last time. Draws down near the inside, so might need to get off the fence at some stage. Two Anila, never runs badly, has raced well down the straight, probably drawn the right spot. And Seven Views, who's racing well on wet and dry ground, terrific win last time, one of the many chances in a hard finish to the day. Nine, ten, two and seven. Tough finish, I agree with Mark, but ended up with the same four numbers, but going wider in the, the quaddy, including numbers 13 and 18 to my top four. I thought that Kin controlled up nicely enough to, to think that she's here to run well first up, probably drawn the right part of the track. Anilla's fit, consistent, handles the straight, number two. Ten Ray Magnero, he exploded to win last start, but I seem to have really found the, the key to him. He'll be charging late, maybe needs some luck from the draw, and seven views was... Good winning last start. He was able to beat Ray Magnero on that occasion, and Ray's been uh, able to, to win in impressive fashion since 9 2 10 7. All right, gents, that just leaves us with our best bet or best value for the day. How do we play at Flemington? I'll go the best race one, number six, Von Hawk. The value race five, number two, Amakura. And around the grounds, we'll go to Geelong, race eight, number 12, Pawani. 5.29 p.m., hopefully a winner late in the day. On with race one, number six, Von Hawk, as, as my best also. And value for me, Anthony, race eight, number nine, Jewess for Ollie, champion stakes. It'll be a nice way to finish the day. Uh, good on you guys. Thanks so much for your time. Best of luck today. Thank you. Thank you. Warren Huntley and Mark Hunter down there at Melbourne with our Flemington form preview for the final day of the Flemington Carnival Champions Day hurls. Uh, finally, what have they, they backed? What's best back down there at Flemington? Any specials we can take advantage of today with the tap? Yeah, mate, it's really hard to find a, an actual uh, best back runner on the car because as we've seen, um, it's just, uh, it's pretty wide open. But look, dollar-wise, we'll go with Imperatries. Um, but yeah, I, look, I, I really um, can't uh, stick the neck out too far with that because In Secret's now being backed as well. As far as promos are concerned today, mate, Rose Hill, Flemington and Doomben races one to six. Run second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. If you nick up a pub or club or an agency, uh, venue mode exclusive, run second or third on all races at Rose Hill, Flemington and Doomben. 
Uh, he is very short. J-Mac and the Doctors challenge today at a dollar fifteen. I might go make a couple, mates, and uh, be back with you for behind the gates in about half hour. Good on you, Hills. Look forward to it. So there's been our Melbourne form preview for Flemington. And as Hills said, he'll be back for behind the gates at about five past ten until eleven with Luke Marlowe and Brad Davidson as well as myself. We'll take a short break on Racing HQ on the other side. Bernadette Cooper with the Doombin form preview. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Fletch here. I love having a punt and winning big. But you know what? I love owning racehorses in the racing league even more, where I can win up to $10,000 in cash every month. You get the inside mail from leading trainers, expert tips and ownership benefits on race days. All this for just $27.50 a month. It's a limited offer, so don't miss out. Simply go to trl.net to win big. That's trl.net. Go, you good thing. Gallo's pies are the best pies in Australia. A deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom that's rolled extra thin, and a filling using only 100% lean Aussie beef. These pies are bursting with flavour. Hey, Gallo, Friday is pie day. Yep, Rabs, Friday is pie day. So grab a Gallo's family pie, add some mashed potato, some veggies, and dinner's done. Gallo's pies, available in all Coles and Woolies stores. Gallo's pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. At Tab, we're on for Champions Day. On races 1-6 to six at Rose Hill, Flemington and Doombin, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Introducing the 2023 World Performance Car of the Year, the Kia EV6 GT. 430 kilowatts of power and 740 newton metres of torque. With its unique Australian-tuned GT suspension and steering, the Kia EV6 exceeds all expectations. The Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever built. Kia, movement that inspires. You're listening to Racing HQ with Anthony Manton on Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, 9.36 on Racing HQ. Time now for our Doombin form preview. A big 10 race card up there. Bernadette Cooper's on the line. Good morning, Bernie. Yeah, good morning, Anthony. And uh, believe it or not, we've had a bit of rain this week here. And we've come up with a soft six. And earlier on, it was brilliant sunshine. And I thought it's going to be a glorious day. And... Now it's kind of looking like it's going to rain again. So that's really going to change things up. We've got most of our horses have only been experiencing sort of good fours to good threes for the last, however, six weeks or so. So it could change things up a little. It's got a sort of a soft start to our summer carnival with the Keith now being the feature today. Okay, let's dive straight into it then. Uh, race number one is the Kobayashi at Aquas. Cutest two-year-old handicap. We've got six Mashanis lining up here. Mashani Aloha <laughs> at two dollars and seventy cents. Head Honchos at three ninety. Mashani Suspect at four twenty, and Mashani Eclipse heads the others eight dollars and fifty cents. I'm glad I'm here in the in the booth and not calling the box. Uh, calling I was the just going to say you could appreciate. <laughs> 
uh, how difficult that can be with yeah, all these very challenging. Mm. Yeah, very challenging. Um, I'm with a Kobayashi filly, actually, in Mashani Aloha. Originally, they were, they were all equal favourites, one, four, and seven, but obviously she's the clear favourite this morning. But, you know, I think the divine force form lines are the strongest, but... Uh, as we see each week, it's a different Mashani to win. So <laughs> I'm not really that confident, but I thought she was quite good on debut and she did everything right. And she was actually only a length and a half off Divine Force, who's since won again. So there's room for improvement with her. Uh, dangers are definitely for Mashani suspects. Dragged back from the bad gate last time and finished off really well late. And saying that, they all sort of the winner and a couple of others really flew home as well. So it was set up for the back markers. But she did lead and win uh, on debut, and she's got barrier one. Uh, and then I've got head honcho. I think the handicapper gets him today. And the two Mashani clips, the seven, four, one, and two. Race number two, Road to the Magic Millions on sale. It's a 1,050 no metro win race. Goblin de Quo is the favourite. 290 on tab fixed odds. Number 10, Queen Assassin, 350. Number one, Beast Mode, 420. And number two, Mr. Galaz Mr. Galazi at $9.50. Yeah, really good little race. No trials for the favourite, but I'm presuming that she's had jump out and it's too hard not to like her. I concede, you know, no weight and a good gait. There's a lot to like about her. However, I'm going with Queen Assassin here from Barrier One who's, I think, come back better uh, having won the two races in Rocky this prep. However, we did get a nice measuring stick of her of her, rather, behind horses like Vodka Martini and Blue Spinel. So she's definitely up to city racing, just that she does have 58 on her back. But I think there's a lot of speed in this race and she gets the opportunity probably to track the favourite everywhere she goes and just hope that she's, you know, a little bit weak that last 100 metres. Mr Galazi, he's a tough on-speed sprinter, as is beast mode, and obviously Goblin de Quo is in the mix too. So 5, 2, 1 and 10. Race three, Cascade Phillies and Mares, benchmark 78, 1,200 metres. Midnight in Tokyo, favourite, 250 on tab, fixed odds. Number eight, La Takia, four out to 440 this morning. Six, Compassionate, eight into 550. It's the best backed. Two, Stroll, 650. And number nine, Morton Bay, $9.50. Some money there for the six, Bernie, Compassionate. Yeah, um, yeah, Compassionate. Obviously, good draw helps her. She takes a bit of a fight in the handicaps. <clears throat> Excuse me, today. She's definitely one you could like. There's five I like in this race, so I'm actually going with the favourite Midnight in Tokyo because she's got all that beautiful form in, in, in much better races. We saw her unusually up near the front last start, so she's obviously come back with a bit of a bang, and it was probably just being first up. Um, she just petered and outlawed it deep into her campaign and she sort of tracked Midnight in Tokyo everywhere she went and just had last crack at her. So it's a great form reference, outlawed, because she's having an unbelievable prep. Um, and this girl does go up three and a half kilos as well, but she should be fitter today. So I'm with the favourite this time. Latakia, definitely. I just don't know where she's going to get from the awkward draw. Um, so it looks a bit... A bit ugly. Stroll, we know, is a quality galloper. She raced in, you know, Group 3 enlisted company. Pretty much all last preparation. A great trial from her recently in what was a hot trial. But she does have 60 kilos. And Morton Bay, it was a 
flip of the coin between Morton Bay and Compassionate. They're both um, drawn well. Her and Morton Bay's got no weight on her back. So I'll go seven to beat eight, two and nine. Race four is the Lorraine Erhart benchmark 70 over the 2,000 metres. Montebot at 460. Fifth position, 480. Ten, security advisor, 480. Nine, flying joy, five. Eight, I am the empire, seven. Five, Ostermeyer, 750. And seven, early thoughts at 12. So we need all the help we can get with this lot, Bernie. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm happy to play the 750 Ostermeyer. He clearly comes out of the best races. The issue with Ostermeyer is he is a genuine backmarker. But the bit of rain around, juice in the track, you know, takes a bit of dash out of these front runners, I'm hoping. Um, so we know he's likely to be last in the run. So we do hope, you know, your fifth positions, your security advisors, and maybe your early thoughts. Put a nice, genuine tempo on. I mean, what would be great is if he could have one or two behind him today instead of just being dead last and having 10 lengths to make up. But I'm happy to play him. He comes out of some beautiful races like, um, well, he, well he, he, beat, he ran second to Kokonotsu, then he beat Shinak, and then he ran in the Queensland Cup. And he actually wasn't too bad in the Queensland Cup, you know, giving those good horses for the 10 length start. He got beat seven. And then he was probably unlucky not to, to run them down last start. So he's had... Um, we had three and a half, four weeks maybe between runs now, which is probably ideal. So I'll go five to beat security advisor with 50 kilos on his back. He'll be a likely leader. Nine flying joy and three fifth position. But 10 and nine come out of sort of benchmark 78s, whereas Ostermo is coming out of qualities and, and benchmark 80s. So five, ten, nine, three. Race five, the Sky Racing cutest three-year-old handicap. Number four, victory win. $2 comes up as the favourite. Seven, Adriel, 390. Six, fine shot, 480. And five, golden decade at $9. Bernie? Yeah, I'm playing Adriel here, the stable mate to the favourite, who's just been super to date. You know, 1.2 length off Safrado in the Champagne Stakes. Uh, last preparation, a great return at Eagle Farm and then at Doombin last time out, just being be- beaten by a bounding. I think that, you know, many of these, I think five of these horses actually went around in that race and there was some bad interference when Golden Decade sort of got checked at the half mile, came back through the field, hit it, you know, Adriel ran into him along with within reason. So they got shuffled back further than they should have been. I think, I think today, out um, or not out to 1,200 because that was 1,200. But I think today he probably raced slightly closer in the run and he'll be there to pound. No knock on victory win. His wins have been great and he probably looks as though he's screaming out for 1,200 metres. Fine shot is unbeaten from Rockhampton. Can rattle off times, but obviously... And there's two from two on soft tracks as well. And then I put in the five, which is Golden Decade, who, yeah, as I said, copped quite a bit of bad interference last time out. And the other one you could like is Within Reason, but I'm seven, four, six, and five. Okay, that takes us to race number six, the RTE celebrating 20 years Class 3 plate for the three-year-olds at set weights, or Class 3, rather, at set weights. Uh, 13.50, Larrick and Rogue is the favourite at $4, Coco Phoenix at 5 Tajaki's at six fifty. Princess Rainey's at 7 and Black Max at 8 uh, Pentito's at 8 and Argyle Pink's at nine fifty. So another pretty tough one here, Bernie. <laughs> yeah, really tough race, isn't it? I have gone with Larrick and Road. 
Rose. I, I did. I have always thought he has a little bit of the class factor. He's a great style of a of a horse of a gelding, and it was a great return behind the face. And Tito narrowly beating him home in that, but um, you know he did come from last, and he he did give them a big start. Second up, he's two from two, and he's a winner on a soft track. It's just a barrier. Is a bit ugly, and obviously it's got a lump 60 kilos, but it's pretty much a high-weight race with the minimum being 56 and a half in this race, and most of them being on more than that. So um, I think, you know, if, he can, if Michael Rod can just have a little bit of luck early, he generally goes back. Hopefully he doesn't have to be last in the run and has a clear crack at them. I think he'll run them down. Dangerous for me are the nine. Uh, the nine being... Argyle Pink, purely because she's she's deep into a campaign, she's rock up feed, she is your on speeder here, and she's got barrier two with a two kilo claim. So, yes, she often finds one better to beat her, but she's always punching, you know, up in the minor placings there. Definitely Tontito, he appears to have come back really well from the spell, and Black Max is another one who's winning and running second to Rising Pacific last, uh, a third, sorry. Uh, and then Cacophonix, obviously he just jumped out of the ground last time out. Hard to know where he fits in here because even though it was a convincing win, the horses he chased down were sort of pulling up. So it might have just flattered him. But I can see that there's always an, uh, you know, a possibility that he could blouse him again. Three, nine, four and one. Okay, race number seven, the Ladbrokes Black Book Benchmark 68. This one over 1,200. Uh, Caesarus favourite, 360 on tab fixed odds. Goomerai at $4. Uh, it's been a bit of a firmer since opening price. Amore Veloce is 440. Sabalenka's at 5. Uh, Deep Tempest at 11. And Barista Sister heads the other $16. A race that was hammered by scratching. So what are you left with then, Bernie? Well, I was with, I am with Sabalenka, and she was a $10 chance yesterday but obviously that's been halved so my value bet is no longer a value bet she is a lovely mare that obviously was trained by um, Rob Heathcote and he did a fabulous job with her so I think she's been sold and now BJ Smith's got her she has come out of a, a really hot trial that better get set one we had situation room we had mass destruction in her it was and she just savaged the line. She's got a nice first up record with a low draw and much duplicity aboard. So I thought there was a lot to like about her at $10. $5 is probably starting to get a little bit short. Caesarus is the obvious danger, but does have 59 today. Uh, then I went the way of 12, which is uh, Gumeri, who obviously will be favoured with given the track here today. Both of his wins have come on soft five and soft seven. So I'd say that's why you see a bit more support. There was a lot of support for him. He's a beaten $1.50 favourite at Eagle Farm, first up from a spell, but he might have felt the track there. Uh, and then I put in the eight, which is Amore Veloce. He's had two good runs from a spell. So 13, three, 12 and eight. Race number eight, a feature race there from Doomman today. It's the Channel 7 Keith Noud Quality. Uh, listed race worth 160,000 over 1,200 metres. Zarastro's favourite, 210 on tab fixed odds. All that pizzazz at seven. Uh, then we've got Sifrado's at 10 and Zushak's at 12. Comrade Rose's at $13. It falls away quickly. So Zarastro, nice and short here, Bernie. He is short. And, and that's, you know, he's just been in blistering form. He's up in grade today. This is a, this is a great little race, actually. But 
obviously it's a handicap. So he's in so well at the handicaps, and that's why he's so short. When he carried 58 and a half last time out and ran 1.939, control, led all the way. In fact, he's led every start he's had here in Queensland. There is a bit more maybe possible speed in this race, but it's just so quick into action out of machines that I would suggest that if anybody leads their Astro, they will be going too fast. And Angela Jones won on him, I think, two starts ago, Jimmy Norman last start. He looks a million dollars, this horse, at the moment. So we'll see if he can measure up in a bit deeper company here today. So you have, I think you have to stick with him. And saying that, I've gone actually very wide in the quality just in case he has struck really firm tracks actually at Eagle Farm where he's controlled and sprinted off that. And although he's a winner and a place getter on soft tracks, it's going to be a different style of race, I think, here today. So um, because of that, I've taken insurance with a few in the quarter. So I'm going to have Sofrato, who I'm a massive fan of. It was a brilliant return behind Asamu. He went back to last from the wide gate and worked home and, and was flying through the line. He, too, only has 53 kilos on his back. Steady Ready is in the mix. I know a lot of people sort of pot him at 1,200, but I think his best run at 1,200 was was behind Yellow Brick when he ran third in the King of the Mountain last year. And all that pizzazz, well, he's a Wheatwood winner last start. And then I've had to put Star Tontes in the corner as well because it's hard to go without her, although under handicap conditions, she's not as well off. But 10, 11, 9 and 5. Race nine, Forex Class Six handicap. This one over the mile. Favourite one title, Creek three sixty. Ten the catch, four forty. Seven Duke of Buckingham, seven fifty. Nine Awesome Lad, seven fifty. And eleven Tyressa at eight dollars with four Calm Seeker, eight fifty. So title Creek favourite in front of the catch here, Bernie in the ninth. Well, he should just win this horse. The only way this horse wouldn't win, he's had 42 days between runs. So the only way he wouldn't win is if he's not fit enough uh, to run the mile. But I think he's just had the little go slows on because a lot of them are prepping for their long summer carnivals. And so they, they, there's a few that have done this. They were up and ready and going. And then they've just had now just a few weeks ease up and then obviously carrying on with their, their summer carnival. This horse is way better than the opposition, at least what the opposition are currently doing. There's, there's nothing sort of jumping off the page or, or jumping or flying through the line at any of the last starts. So he is definitely the class runner. Two kilo claim for Bailey Wheeler, barrier three. So long as Stewie Kendrick has been able to keep him up fitness-wise to the mile through that 42-day break between races he's a deserving favourite and he's actually still a very good price so I'm one to beat 10 the catch is on the 7 day backup okay behind Tenzing Tyressa was okay first up does get him with 50 kilos today and 2 Southern Stock is his first up so it's really not his kind of race but he is you know he can put in a quality run when he wants to so 1, 10, 11 and 2 Okay, and race number 10, the BRC Ascot Sunset Series Benchmark 78 Handicap, 13.50. Lost a few here with the scratching. Starzam, mm. 3.50 favourite. Number 15, Storm the Fortress at 4.10. Hamlet von Snitzel, 6.50. 11, The Drover, 8.50. And 14, LA Zoo, $9.50. Who wins the last? 
Yeah, Starzam, I think. Um, I was wanting to be with Starzam even with Shah of Goma in the race. Shah of Goma was the favourite. So we were getting 6.50 early doors about Starzam and he, he's a horse that's always shown plenty but was always a bit on the immature side, just lacked a bit of strength. But what we saw of him at Ipswich first start was a horse that had furnished strength and looked a million bucks and blew them away. Yeah, there was plenty of speed on, so I guess it was, you know, set up for him to be storming home. But he's got great stats at Doomburn. He's got barrier one. He's got a claim. Um, CJ rode him last start as well. And he had pretty good form last prep, but I think you'll see a better horse this prep. So he's the one. For me, the knockout chance at odds is definitely Zuma California, who's just had no luck at all this campaign. Uh, I would have loved to have had a claim on him. That's the only knock I'll give him. But they walked last start behind Preach, uh, and he was second last in the run. He got beat three lengths. They went very, very fast um, in the Ekaterina race prior to that and obviously ran into Zerasho first up. Um, so I think he's had genuine excuses this campaign. He's a great price today. And then I've got Hamlet von Snitzel, who just gets lots of favours from that inside draw today. And for fourth, I put in Storm the Fortress, who's obviously down in the weights. He might have just been feeling the track there at Eagle Farm, so he could produce something better today. So three, two, ten, and fifteen. Okay, best in value on a big ten race card, Bernie. Yeah, I like um, the last two favourites, so Tidal Creek in the ninth and Starzam in the last. And my value is no longer a value. That was Sabalenka. She's now into five dollars. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bernie. Have a great day. Speak to you soon. Thanks, Anthony. See you. Bernadette Cooper with the Doombin Form Preview. 9.55 on Racing HQ. Short break. Mel Turner with Wyong Form after the break. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation? But he holds it from the bunker. At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. You'd be surprised how much you can reduce, reuse and recycle in a day. The milk bottle from your morning cereal. The foil lid on your yoghurt from lunch. Your broken phone that's gathering dust. Right down to composting those veggie scraps at dinner. From morning, noon to night, pause and take the time to think about what you're throwing away. Recycling. What goes around, comes around. Explore more recycling ideas or how to get involved at nationalrecyclingweek.com.au. At TAB, we're on for Champions Day. Races 1-6 to six at Rose Hill, Flemington and Doombin. Place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. You're listening to Racing HQ with Anthony Manton on Sky Sports Radio. Time now for our Wyong Form preview with Melinda Turner. Good morning, Mel. 
So my Anthony, I'm here at Wild. We haven't raced here for six weeks. The track underwent a Renault uh, back at the end of September. So good to be back here at Wild, racing on a good four, just the seven races on the card and um, fairly small fields today. All right, we'll dive straight into it, Mel. Race number one, Gosford Masonic Centre, benchmark 64, favourite two, Spatspa Bowie, 330 in front of the three, Vegas Outlaw at five. Yeah, it looks like racing two. Uh, I've gone three, nine, two and one. I've, I've gone with Vegas Outlaw. I just found the 1300, a touch sharp first up. He stepped to the mile last start. Ken Blower, he found the front. He was great winning by three lengths on that occasion. If there's a concern, he's, both his wins have been on heavy ground. He finds a firm track today, but this is the first. They had rainfall uh, earlier on in the week and track was upgraded to a good four this morning. So just hoping that he can still get his toe in a little bit in the ground today. And he has placed on firm ground uh, in the past. I put the nine in for second here, Tornado Light. Uh, he's been racing consistently all campaign. I was impressed with her performance last start at 1,900 metres at Gosford, but she's best to coming back to the mile today. Two spats have Bowie. Well, he's impressive winning at Queen Bianne last start. He found the front and he just ran them into the ground. He uh, won by a margin on that occasion. Finds a harder race today, though, but probably finds the front here. And the top weight Oakfield Twilight. He's taken a few runs to come to hand. His last start was encouraging at Newcastle into third position. Uh, three, nine, two and one in race one. Race number two, the Gary Turner Memorial, three-year-old maiden, favourite two, Prima Bella, nice and short here, $2 in front of the three, slush fund at six. Yeah, I think uh, she looks very, very hard to beat. She looks a nice filly, uh, Prima Bella, two, three, six and four. She's on debut today. She's had three trials this campaign. She's been placed in all three of those. She looks like a real forward travelling filly. She's travelled strongly in the bridle in all three of those. Uh, she finished behind Ragga Ragga in her first trial. It was short in the market on the Kensington track, but failed. Uh, she, then she trialled behind Mumbai Muse. We've seen what he's gone on to do. And her most recent trial, uh, she trialled behind Taumina, who's a two-times Metro winner. So she's drawn well, kicks off the campaign here at Provincial Grade and looks very hard to beat. Uh, th the three slush fund, he's resuming. He's had two trials this campaign. Didn't mind his most recent trial behind Flying Rani, who's gone on to run well at Wyong since. Uh, wasn't too far away in a couple of provincial maidens last campaign. Got the six in there for, th for third in flight. She needs to learn to settle. Uh, she's been ridden quietly in the latest trial and found the line okay. She's just over racing back in the field. Pre-racing must go on for the first time. She's only had the one race one start last campaign at Warwick Farm uh, where she was well beaten as a two-year-old but re returns a three-year-old here today and the four winning run. Uh, they had the one start last preparation in the gym crack. She finished down the track but has resumed off one nice trial win. Two, three, six and four in race two. Race number three then, the Wyong Lees Club, uh, class one, 1,200, deceived 240, struff 260. Uh, I've gone with Parisian Rose here, four one two and eight. I saw a breaker maiden at Kembla on debut over nine hundred, and she was impressive. She was back in the field. She really jumped out of the ground late. Uh, they stepped into the thousand metres last start at Kembla, and I'm just convinced she wasn't comfortable on the heavy circuit. She found herself outside the leader in the small field, and she wasn't able to let down on the going. Uh, gets back up on top of the ground here today. Steps to 1,200 in a small field. Not sure where she'll settle. I'm hoping that she can gain cover. She comes out of 4 of 4 now. And if she does 
think she'll be hard to beat. Uh, top weight, Deceived. She's doing a really good job. She was great winning at Hawkesbury first up, albeit she wanted to do a little bit wrong laying in over the final stages. She probably should have won on the Beaumont track last start. She was back searching for runs at the top of the straight. When she eventually got clear, she let down nicely. 1,200 looks ideal today. Two Struff. She's been racing really well. She out a maiden company last start at Hawkesbury, defeating Star Legacy, who's gone to win since. And the eight Skybeam. He's best of the rest. He's resuming today. 4-1-2-1-8. Race four. It's the Peter Max Service Centre Class 1, 1350, 3 Ode V240 and 7 Emadella 460. Really like Ode V today, uh 1, 7 and 2. Uh, she's had one run back at Gosford. She settled up on the speed there behind uh, there there. It was a pretty steady tempo. There there got its own way up in front, kicked off the bend, and she just wasn't able to run her down over the 1,200 metres. Stepping to 13.50 looks more to her liking. Uh, she's, she's a winner up to a mile. She gets the advantage of the inside gate here today, and she tried up really well behind two Levita prior to that first up run. Uh, top weight, Happy Saturday. He's an imported galloper. He's had one run for Joe. Liked his effort at Kembler. He worked to find the front. He just got tired over the final stages. Comes back to Class 1 company here today. Seven, Emma Della. She's the last start winner at Kembler in Phillies and Mayor's company. She needs to take the next step up today, but remains on 55 and a half kilos here today. And then I've got the two there, penciled. Uh, he's had a six-week freshen. Thought he was okay at Musselbrook first up. Three, one, seven and two. Race five, Freemasons on the Central Coast, maiden 1600. Three, ten favourites here. Five, Razella and six, Red Cobra. Okay, I've gone with uh, Seasons of Mist here, two, five, six, and four. I was taken by this guy's uh, debut performance at Newcastle. He got back in the field uh, from the, the middle draw, and he found the line well. He was beaten just over a length. He was poking through between runners on that occasion. Loving stepping to the mile here today. He looked one pace in his trials prior to the debut performance, but raced really well at 1,300, and I think he'll be even better when he gets to the mile here today. Probably finds a fraction harder race, but I think He's going to be a nice stay up in the making. Uh, five, Rosella. She's been placed two from three this campaign. I thought she just looked a little one pace last start at Goulburn. So they popped the blinkers on her here today. She's rock hard fit. But six in for third, which is Red Cobra. He's busting to win a race. He's been the runner up his last three. Didn't have a lot of luck at Grafton last start. And the four, Bellesson, she's the stable mate to Seasons of Miss. She went around the same race. She covered ground. And I thought her run was probably just as good as Seasons of Mist. Two, five, six and four in race five. R- race six is the Rent-A-Kill initial super maiden plate. 1,300 metres at set weights. Five major look to 60. Eight JX at 360. 11 case bolt four. Yeah, like uh, major look today. Five, eight, four and 11. Uh, he's a lovely colt by Lonro. He just got back in a very fast run race on debut there at Kembla. You can settle much closer in the run here today. We've had a couple of winners come out of that race. He's beaten five and a half lengths. His trials prior to that were very good, and he finds an easier race today. Uh, the 8JX, so she's been placed in all three runs this campaign. I thought she, her run was good behind Deceive last start at Hawkesbury, where she got back, saved all the ground back towards the inside. Steps to 1,300 metres today for the first time. 
for AN Province. Uh, he's having his first day at the races. He's placed in two trials uh, this campaign. And then I've got the 11 in there for fourth, which is Casa Bolt, who was placed at Bathurst. First up, she gets an inside gate on the strip fitter, but does find a harder race. 5, 8, 4 and 11 in race 6. And race number seven is the wide line windows and doors, 64 benchmark. It's over 1,100 metres. One Destiny's at 380. Iron Hat's at 460. And Pad Thai is at $5. We need a bit of help with the last email. Yeah, this is tricky. Uh, 2135, I've just gone with Iron Hat. Uh, he's been racing well all preparation. He's gone to um, Midweek Company his last two, and he had no luck behind Vegas Raider last start. He was racing restricted order back towards the inside of the final stages, beaten two and a half, and I think he would have made it interesting had he got clear air. He draws well here today and comes back in grade. Uh, top weight pad tie, he's resuming off two trials. I've liked both of his trials. Gets the claim to for Benjamin Osman, and he is a winner here at Wyong. 3-1 Destiny. He's had one run back. That was at the Kensington track behind Gustav Sissimo. He's been four lengths on that occasion, uh, but he went first up without a trial. He'll strip fitter here second up. Comes back in grade also. And the five impact star. He hasn't been far away. All preparation looks well placed with the claim for Anna Roper. And we'll just have 54 kilos on his back. 2-1, 3-5 in the last What's your best in value for Wyong today, Mel? Uh, don't have a value today. Best, I've got two. Race two, number two, Prima Bella. She's nice and short. And race six, number five, Major Look. I think you can also get out of Maiden Company here today. Good on you, Mel. Have a great day. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Mel Turner with the Wyong Form Preview. It is seven minutes past ten on Racing HQ. A short break on the other side. Behind the gates with Luke Marlowe, Brad Davidson, Andrew Hurley and myself. Text through now on the text line 0419 767 We'll be focusing our form talk on Rosehill Gardens, uh, Five Diamonds and the Inglis Golden Gift, the two features. Text through on that text line. We'd love to hear from you and you can contribute to Behind the Gates. We'll do it all after a short break on Racing when we talk about racing, we know about favourites and outsiders. Make a bottle of Windy Peak your favourite. Make sure the bottle on the outside becomes your favourite on the inside. Don't forget to bring the Windy Peak by the Bortley. Here's the traffic. Moving. Search Storage King. Canstar Blues 2023 Most Satisfied Customer Award winner. Rated five stars in overall satisfaction, quality of storage, accessibility and safety and security. In Sydney at Belfield, a two-car crash is affecting both ways on Punchbowl Road at Scott Street. In Mortdale, lights are flashing yellow corner Forest Road at Mortz Road. While in Brisbane, the lights are blacked out in Holland Park, affecting all ways, corner Nursery Road and Carrara Street. Set up a big Saturday night with an irresistible pork and ricotta lasagna. So delicious and so easy to make. Visit pork.com.au for the recipe and get some pork on your fork. I'm Luke Jermaine, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. At Tab, we're on for Champions Day. On races one to six at Rose Hill, Flemington and Doombin, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Don't miss the Gong Race Day at Kembla Grange on Saturday, November 25. Here we go. 
racing in the go. See New South Wales' best racehorses compete for the $1 million gong. This fantastic 10-race program also includes the $300,000 Wara. There will be loads of food trucks, the Canadian Club, Jans and cocktail bars to wet your palate. Live entertainment and fashions on the field with over $10,000 in prizes to be won. The Gong Race Day, Saturday, November 25. Get your tickets now at moshticks.com. And here is a champion. Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Saturday, November 18. Get trackside for world-class racing on the Hunter Race Day at Newcastle. Featuring the $1 million Newcastle Herald Hunter, the New Zealand Bloodstock Beaufort for the Stayers, the New Zealand Bloodstock Group 3 Spring Stakes for the 3-year-olds and the Max Lee's two-year-old classic. And don't miss Sneaky Sound System playing after the last to complete your race day experience. Secure your tickets now at newcastleracecourse.com.au. Our region, our town, our race, the Hunter. And the gates are back. Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge. Plus, head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour, cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong. Myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. Pick your favourite Kia from the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street-cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia that inspires. The Australian Women's Health Diary does more than help organise our lives. It's packed with expert health advice important to every woman. Plus, every diary sold supports research into the treatment, prevention and cure of breast cancer. Just $19.99 from newsagents, Woolworths, participating post offices and online at womenshealthdiary.com.au. The Australian Women's Health Diary, the diary that saves lives. Buy one for yourself and the special women in your life. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky Stable Stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. 12 minutes past 10 on Racing HQ. Time now for Behind the Gates. The uh, serious part of the uh, morning is out of the way. Now time to have a little bit of fun, and we'd love to hear from you as well. If you're listening, you can text her on the text line 0419 We'd love to hear from you, and you can contribute to Behind the Gates, where we'll have a good look at all the races at Rose Hill Gardens this afternoon for Five Diamonds and Inglis Golden Gift Day. Luke Marlowe's in the uh, in the van next to me. You'll be calling all the races with Darren Flindell taking a well-earned break. Great to see you, Luke. And how are you feeling today? A bit edgy, big day for us, isn't it? I'm excited, Anthony. Good morning to you. Good morning to our listeners. Good to be in the van with you, buddy. What about the weather we've got here? Great, isn't it? Gee, it's toasty. I'm surprised you've still got the jacket well, on. Well, 
the air conditioning's on in the van, so we've been turning it on and off all morning because I perish and then I get hot and then I perish. So, well, I know you're a bit of a fashionista. Am I? What's wrong with my outfit today? See how sharp your eyes. You forgot a belt. <laughs> I haven't got a belt on yet. Did I get it straight away? <laughs> I haven't got a belt on, which is not so good when you're 68 kilos and a string bean, but um, we can hide up in the broadcast box. No, no, no one, one will notice. see you. You're looking Did very you notice sharp. when I walked in? No, I hadn't, no, I hadn't okay. noticed so at all. I drew your attention to it. No, so. you, you're looking very sharp. Hopefully, otherwise. I forgot the belt. Hopefully, I don't forget any colours today because then we'll be in real trouble. Yeah, you'll be in real trouble. <laughs> don't forget their names. Otherwise, we will be in trouble because Luke's yep. calling all the races for us. And Brad Davidson's on the lawn as well. Morning to you, Davo. Uh, what's upset you this week? Anything in particular? Oh, morning, fellas. Well, firstly, Luke, I've wore a belt for four years, so don't worry about belts, mate. They're overrated. <laughs> uh... Secondly, oh, Manta, you've broken the golden rule here this morning. You're going to have a really upset Hills here. He likes to be in first introduced. You know, Mr. Mr. VIP likes to be treated. So uh, he's not going to be happy when he comes on the line in the second. But, no, look, great great day of racing ahead, guys. The five diamonds stacked up really well. Golden gifts not bad. And the, maybe the hot Danish a little bit lower numbers. And um, they would have, would have hoped for a bit of field there, no doubt. But a uh, good day at Rose Hill Gardens, and of course, uh, I'd like to pay my respect to all the, the men and women on Remembrance Day who've uh, serviced this great nation over the, the years and made it the, the great country it is today. Absolutely, and we'll be acknowledging that and paying our respects at 11am this morning. Hurls, I shouldn't have upset you too much because you've already been on the radio twice already this morning and it's only gone quarter past ten. Yeah, well, this is true, actually, man. Oh, that's fine. Look, I think the new rule, I don't have to be brought on first, but just as long as I'm brought on before Dave and another one, that'll suffice, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look, um, I man, haven't done this you for a few this weeks, week, so mate. I wasn't familiar. <laughs> did I did, yeah, week? yesterday. Punish? Yesterday. The worst. Punish? You wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. Yeah, no. yeah. But he's moved to he's moved to Vaucluse, boys. So he's oh, sweet. He's okay. <laughs> Please moved around the corner, and no, I wouldn't wish it on my. If there's a, let me know on the text line. Is there a worse thing in life than moving moving house? Let me know. Because yeah. I've just no, done it, it yesterday, be. and and I, it's fresh in my mind. I can't think of things anything much worse. I've got one. What? Having a horse in your black book. Oh, not having that a wins. And you missed it. Yeah. I'd that's take moving any day than that. Gee, that's a hollow <laughs> feeling. When you've put all the work in, you've reviewed a meeting, put one in the black book, Davo, and you have a couple of days off for different reasons or you're away and you check the results and, hello, it's one, and, oh, $15, you're just headless. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. Not good, but, but moving's I, also not good either. Yeah, yeah I think I'd still, I'd still put it just below moving. That's, uh, oh, yeah, that's not <laughs> I think I, last time we moved, I think I broke two tables, so I wasn't in the good book for a while. So, anyway, I just got someone to do it, but I'm too stingy for that, unfortunately. <laughs> was, there much, right, uh, was there much tension between you and Maddie, Renner? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What, you, you, you weren't following orders, Manto? Oh, the removalist... Yeah, none of us did. <laughs> Myself or the, the the two men in the truck, we just we just piled it all in there and we got scolded for it anyway. Look, let's get straight into it, guys, and and uh, have a look at this Rose Hill program. We're going to start with the feature race, the, the five diamonds. And again, if you're listening, we'd love to hear from you. Text her on the text line zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. There's a text that's come through from Jack from Maruma, uh, Naruma, beautiful part of the world. You've played golf down there plenty oh, times, Marlo, and we've 
We've um, we've called the races down that way plenty of times. G'day, fellas. Hoping I've found some real value in the five diamonds in Zoomon. It's been a tough week, so any help will be welcome. Cheers, Jack from Naruma. It'd be lovely down there at Naruma today. We'll go with you, Marlo. What, what did you think of Zoomon in the five diamonds? Well, he's second up, Manto, and I think he's going to appreciate the extra distance. We know when he won that Grafton Cup, uh, he scored over 23.50 metres. He was a Sunshine Coast Cup winner as well. So he was really flying last preparation. I think it was a brutally run race last start, and he, he battled away, but 1,500 metres is short of where he wants to be. And his last 12 runs prior to that, the shortest he'd raced over was a mile, and he was fifth of eight in that race. So for him to run 11 of 14, first up 1,500 metres, beaten 5.4 lengths, I think that was to be expected. Going up in distance, I don't think he's the worst here. He may just want one more run, and then you're looking at him 2,000 third up uh, and then beyond. Uh, but I wouldn't necessarily want to pond him and, and say he can't win the race because uh, the stable is just airborne, Gay and Adrian. But I think the one they've all got to beat, guys, is the Queenslander, right? I mean, Antino... We know the bad luck he's had this preparation. He was stiff last start. The 1,800 metres, I don't think, is a question mark. He draws to do no work. I think he's just going to need luck at the right time, and he's clearly the horse to beat. He's never been to Sydney before, so that's a, another little unknown. But having been down to Melbourne and raced so well this preparation, I think he's tough and versatile, and I think he's the one to get through. Dave, thoughts on Zoom on? Yeah, look, again, a bit like Luke, I don't really want to knock him because Stable's airborne, he's your leader in the race and Rosehill up on speed is a, is a good recipe, but I don't think he can, I don't think he's got the class to win personally. Um, you know, he's as well beaten fresh and he's, he's not quite at the grade of a few of these others. He's probably more that sort of 2,000 to 2,300 metre type of horse. So, um, but, you know, fighting those sort of horses with that profile um, is just silly at those sort of odds, so I wouldn't do it. Um, but, look, I, I agree with Luke. I think Antino, look, he's getting in short enough now. I think he'll get a little bit better late. But I think he sets up beautifully here. I, I think everyone's talking about the 1800 the wrong way, personally. Um, I think it's a positive for him. I don't think... I can't see any negative with it. He's had, you know, mile, mile runs. He, 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 you look at his breeding. He's 2,000 metres. I'm, I'm convinced he's a 2,000 metres. I, I think if he stayed at a mile... I'd be concerned, but the fact that he's going to 1800 is a massive plus for me. It'll be a high pressure race. If he just jumps and puts himself in the first sort of six, look, he just needs daylight and he hasn't got it this preparation. I mean, fair income. Like, he's the unluckiest horse in the spring by a country mile. This horse should be unbeaten this prep. He, the, the gate beat him in the two rack. His other two runs, he's still trying to get out of the pocket. He's had a barrier trial coming into it, and everyone's saying, well, you know, he's had a busy prep, well, he's had two barrier trials and two runs. That's what he's had, because he hasn't got out in two of them. Um, yeah, I mean, he just got beautiful form for this. He's got the best ratings being held up. And, you know, you look at the, the Sydney lead-in, I don't think it's very strong. I know a lot making a case for detonated Jack, but they finished alongside each other at 1,400 at Flemington early this prep, and that was the run Antino never got a crack at him. He should have beat him two lengths and meets him four kilos better. So I don't like the Sydney lead up. I don't know why they're backing unspoken. I just do not see it at all. I was on him last start. He was given a peach with 52 in a, in a five-length easier race. And now they want to back him at $7 here in with 56. Oh, I just cannot see it there at all. I thought he was sort of 15 to 1 pop. Um, I think barring bad luck, I, I think he's too good for them. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty keen. I, I think he's the best of the day. 
All right. Uh, very confident there, Davo, with Antenna. Any money for Zoom on Hurls? Uh, that listener that um, texted in $18 on tab fixed odds, but any money for him? Yeah, for an $18 chance, there is a couple of bets there. Nothing huge, but um, yeah, certainly not friendless. Antino's definitely the most popular runner in runner democracy manifest. It's always popular uh, democracy manifest, and that is the case again today. All right, I've got a text here on the text line here from Ryan wanting to know is Antino and In Secret the two best bets around today? Well, we're sort of focusing more on Rose Hill today, Ryan, but I think Davo's answered your question that um, Antino obviously looks hard to beat, and yeah, In Secret, she'll run well down there in Melbourne as well against Imperatriz. Um, text coming through on the text line, we were talking earlier about having to move. Is there a worse thing in life having to move? <laughs> Someone's texted and says something worse than and moving house is helping your mate move house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not bad. Not bad. That's probably pretty true, isn't it? Because there's no, there's no payment for no, it. You're not getting anything nothing. out of it. It's just a love piece. <laughs> Thankfully, those days are over. I mean, in your early 20s, anyone with a ute yeah. got sought into helping yeah. a mate move, but those days are well and truly over. And Newman's texting as well, worse than moving losing your house in a divorce and then moving. <laughs> yeah, that, I hope you haven't gone through it, Newman. Newman yeah. but it sounds rough, brother. It does sound pretty rough, doesn't <laughs> it? All right, guys, let's move on to race number seven. Uh, the English Golden Gift for the two-year-olds, million dollars at set weights. Uh, this Shangri-La Express, how do we line him up, Luke? He's obviously looked pretty sharp. He's, we've only seen him once, as most of them. We've only ever seen all of them once, if not, not at all at the trials. He's got the outside gate, but he looks fast enough. How do you see this race for him? Well, why draws 1,100 metres at Rose Hill? Normally, they're just a death trap. Um, but I'm not sure it's going to matter. I mean, Scampy's going to go back. Uh, volatile, he's not really a leader. Miss Judas goes back. I'm not looking at... And a lot of them are first starters. that mm. might be that little bit green and miss it half a beat. I think he's going to ping out. Regan Bayless is going to be handlebars down. If he crosses to the rails, I think it's game over because his strength through the line at the end of the 1,000 metres last start was highly impressive. He actually ran the best final 200 of any horse in that race. So how's Miss Judas going to turn the tables mm. on him? Um, Will he cross better being, sing uh, being single, do you think? He'll Fast? try. Mm. He'll try. I think the, the only risk is if they all dig up inside him and make him and blow him up by making him do too much work. So I, I think if everything goes to plan, he gets across... It, even if he's outside the lead. I just think he's got a bit of class. I wouldn't have been saying that if the Godolphin horse was in the race, Graham, mm. because uh, I had a nibble there at the, the double figures and I thought he was highly impressive in the trial. I had him as the main danger, but now that he's out, I'm, I'm happy to side with the strength of Gay and Adrian, Shangri-La Express, Scampy. He might turn it around. He had poor post-race recovery. He's got a tongue tie on after his disappointing debut, but he was soft in the market there late, so I think maybe we were all getting overexcited about the trial on the bridal prior. He has trialled great since, uh, but I just want to see him do it race day. I'm with the proven horse, the undefeated Shangri-La Express. All right, Dave, what did you make of the, uh, the the golden gift? Obviously, we've seen Shangri-La Express, he's won, and then you've got the likes of Scampi, and as Duff, Duff said earlier on when we spoke at 7am um, uh, uh, this morning interviewing our guests, uh, he's a sort of horse that... He sucked us in, didn't he, Scampy? He sucked us in at his first dud off his trial. They've sent him back. He's trialled good and volatile. Probably fits the same profile as well. How do you assess this race? 
Well, I think with Scampi, it's just we don't know what he is yet because he pulled up slow to recover on debut, so he's just put the pen through that and go off his trials. It's, it's a type of... It's a prawn, mate, a Scampi. It's a, it's like a prawn, just to let you know. Yeah. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, when they pull up slow to recover and get beaten like that, like, you just put the pen through, right? It just didn't, didn't turn up, and he pulled up slow to recover. I always just give that a complete forgive. Um, that okay. steward report mentioned the slow to recover, so... For me, trials on the side of that have been terrific, particularly the latest. Um, I think he's a clear danger. I would have had him potentially on top had he drawn a gate, but the gate's the issue for me. But I've got to come back to the favourite here. He's run sensational time, one of the better ratings there so far for the, the two-year-olds. And uh, he did at both ends. He actually worked mid-race there to get to the front as well. My concern with him is, is I'm not... I'm not as confident that he'll um, that he'll ping out of a gate with first run. He didn't really ping out of a gate. He sort of half jibbed at the start and then sort of mustered after a couple of strides. So I just wonder how much pace he's actually got. And if a couple of kick up, he, he might be in no man's land out there three wide. So that's my concern with him. Um, but I think if he if he gets to the front, I think it's game over. He gets outside the lead. I, I, it's not an easy position to sort of control from, but I still think he probably gets the job done from there. Three wide, no cover, and he's in a bit of trouble. So I think that the first 200 metres of the race is all important there, but um, it's, hard to, it's hard to get away from me. He's rating there the other day was outstanding. Mm, OK, so both Luke and Dave are pretty keen on Shangri-La Express. Are they backing anything to, to beat him, Hurls? Oh, Dollar-wise, no, not really. Um, Scampy solid, 650 seven back to 650. Uh, volatiles eight fifty to nine dollars. Yeah, not seriously. I personally, particularly at the first second starts, I, I think the yard and the late market is incredibly important. You know, someone can get fizzed up and what have you. So, um, yeah, uh, if, if that is the case with the favourite, it, it could get out. It's pretty solid at two twenty five. But it was a bit rude when it touched the dollar ninety earlier this morning. I'll be there not for long. Yeah, I did notice that when we were doing our um, form preview. Uh, touched to $1.90 and then flickered between $1.90, $2.25, back to $2.25 as it is now. That's the uh, the English golden gift text coming through on the text line. We were talking earlier about having to move houses or anything worse. Well, coming home and finding your worldly possessions in two boxes and a note. I've changed the locks. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, <laughs> we've opened a can of worms oh, here this morning, but I like it. Oh, a bit of people out there this morning. Yeah, I like it. Hey, there's a there's a genuine question here as well on the text line, and I'll throw this one at you as well. Matt wants to know, Manto, hey, genuine question. Do you guys bet on multiple horses in one race, or is that a mugs game? Luke, would you often have two bets in the one race? Not at the moment because I'm going awful. <laughs> I, it's not silly at all. No. Uh, at all. If you consider two horses in the race to be a bit of value... Um, then definitely you mm. can back. I know a lot of uh, punters would back more than two horses in a race. You might see, oh gee, I love Imperatriz today uh, at a dollar ninety-five. But there's a fifty-to-one shot that you've got to comment on as well. Well, yep. even though she's pretty short, you could still have the the little carrot uh, on the ruffy in the race as well, just to cover you in case. And more often than not, you could could do it for a bit of sanity as well. Yep. Um, you got two horses you think they're a bit of value both of them and you can't decide which way to go a lot of people wrestle with the fact and say oh i can't decide which way to go well back them both and put yourself at ease if you think there's two hopes uh it's it's not silly at all no. to do it i'm sure davo will agree with me yeah davo you're one to have a couple of bets if you certainly if you're against a favorite aren't you yeah no issue at all um 
I think a lot of people struggle to get their head around the fact that you can only collect on one of them. So one of them's got to be a losing bet unless you get a dead heat like I did at Packenham last night. Still talking about that. I reckon I got the photo too, but anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, I did. See, well, I put it on Twitter. I reckon, there's a, I reckon there's a small margin, but anyway. we leave it. So we you were on the outside horse. I did, I did oh, yeah, see that yeah. photo. You were on the outside horse, were you? Yes, I don't forget the fence bias. It was the best run of the night by a country mile. But, um, yes, I thought there was a small margin. But, anyway, look, I think the, I think the owners went up and had a look and, and obviously they got better images than we've got on Twitter. So I'm sure there was no margin. I'm sure it was a dead heat. But it's, uh, on that photo, I think I'm robbed. But, anyway, um, yeah, no issue. Because what you've you got to think is you've got to say, you got to get away from that idea that you can only collect on one and one's a loser and just say, OK, if I back one at you know, $9 and one at $10 or two at $10, in effect, I'm taking five to one. So just take it as a, just think of it as a, as a one-off bet that if either of these two, I'm taking fives and, and that's it, I'm happy. So, um, yeah, no issue, particularly as Luke said, if you're backing one in the market, you're really worried about one out wide. Sometimes it's actually for your for your own saneness a lot of the times. If you don't have something on that ruffy and that ruffy gets you, you'll, you'll be uh, filthy with yourself. So it's kind of nice just to just to sort of have it there as a bit of a just-in-case, you, you know, um, sort of help yourself after the race as well. Um, yeah, no issue at all. Um, sometimes as well, the back and save, right? Like, a lot of people today are in Territories, um, so back there and save in secret, who looks the only danger. Obviously, if one comes and beats you, it's more costly, but if you think it's a two-horse race, you can you can back one to win and then just save on the other one so that if the other one wins, you do not lose on the race. You back it to, to cover your, basically, your, your bet on the other one. What about I, you, um, Yeah, no. In fields where it's sort of five, six dollars a field, oh, I'm big on it. I mean, I had uh, well, I had three bets in the um, in the Melbourne Cup, um, and did get results. Not not always the case, but um, uh, you know, we've got products like Stone Race Multis these days too, and I encourage people to to have a look at that, even if you don't want to sort of place a bet initially. Just put it in your bet slip, and you'd be surprised as to how quickly a dividend can add up, you know, you've got it first, or first, second, third, or fourth. But, um, yeah, I don't mind playing those either. I'm just getting back to that photo last night. There's a certain host uh, who texted me around about 10 o'clock last night that was very happy with that photo because he's landed the quaddy, and uh, I would suggest uh, that host of Black Bookers would be a very, very sore and sorry man this morning. He was uh, well on his way. <laughs> anyway... But anyway, yeah, he's down in Adelaide on a, good... a, He's down on he's down in Adelaide at um I don't know if it's Bucks weekend or whatever, it was just just to catch up with the old family mates. Yeah, he texted me about ten thirty and uh, he was that's, pretty happy. That's unusual, that... Benny. Normally he's about a midnight one AM sort of you know, <laughs> up at the bar and places like that. Yeah. So I'm surprised he's gone early there. Yeah, yeah. Was that an unintended pun saying he's well on his way or was that a little bit of craftiness from the great man there? Oh, I think he just fluked that. Yeah, I think he's fluked it. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, well, I'll put my hand up there. That was a fluke. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, now getting back to the, that, as I said, th- that's my opinion. Um, I know Dave is not a place betting man. I'm going to um, mention something in my early quote pretty shortly about a place bet, but um, yeah, if you're new to it, have a look at same race multis. I'm big fan of them. Okay, hey gents, we'll move on. Um, 
is a text coming through. This is a good one as well, talking a little earlier about that um, that bloke who came home and found his worldly positions in possessions in two boxes. He should have been on number 13 in race seven, better being single. That was a <laughs> good text coming through on the text line. Hey, um, one of our other listeners wants to know um, about... Well, making comment here regarding Gerald and, and Sterling. They've got a really good team. They've only got three horses lining up. Eagle, Nest, Caldai, Gusto, Sissimo. Three horses that are very firm in the market. We'll talk mainly about um, Caldai and the hot Danish stakes because there was another listener wanting to know about Russian conquest as well, and we'll, we'll get your thoughts there. Um, Nick from Newcastle wanting to know about uh, your thoughts on Russian conquest in the hot Danish and also uh, there was an earlier listener asking about Dalcini as well so uh, how do we line this uh, this field up Luke um, like this uh, Cold Eye's probably going better than the other two Royal Merchant and, and Roots but having said that they probably didn't have a lot of luck their, their last couple of runs tricky little race to assess and Dalcini's going well but just struggles to win Surely there's a class one somewhere for... <laughs> She'd be nice and short in a set weights <laughs> class one, wouldn't she? Prize money's that good and black type's on offer, so yeah. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but she just doesn't win often enough for me. Yeah. Uh, even at $15, oh, I've just got no interest. She'll be last. I don't see much pace here. I, I, I can't have her. Um, but I'd love to Fair see enough. a win for Lee and Cherie. I really would. Uh, gee, I, I'm not sure how a lot of these are going. Mm. I'm worried about Roots, but my... Hope is the third up spike. She's got a pattern of doing this in her career. Third up is her best run. Home, Rose Hill, Group 2 race, looking for more black type on the resume. You can bet that Chris Waller has got her ready. So I'm with her. I think she'll just park in behind the speed. Mirror view, called eye, probably going to the top. Roots sitting second pair in behind them. And if she lets down with that turn of foot that she's got at her best, I think she's right in the race. I think the, the adding of the blinkers is interesting. That could be one of two things, Dave. How did you read it? Is it is it panic stations or she's not going any good here? We need to try something. Or is it just the right time? Five-year-old man now, she's had 20 runs. Why not throw them on third up from a good draw and, and see what happens? Well, the thing that is that Chris Waller is one of the best trainers in Australia in using blinkers. He, he knows when to use them and which horses to use them. A lot of people have blinkers on in there that I, I think is the most overrated gear change in the game, personally. Um, as, as a general rule, obviously some horses really react, but most of them overrate with them and, and I, I much prefer them coming off than going on, um, as I've said on this program many times. But he gets it right. Um, we even saw it with a horse. Melbourne Cup day up there in Queensland over 2400, I can't remember the name but the horse just went like a rocket with the shades on for Waller and uh, beat Classic Deal and yeah, look what do you do with this race? I mean, they're all just jogging up and down on the same spot aren't they really, with respect to them and um, it's just going to be who gets the right run I, I went with Bruce but I couldn't talk to listen around a Russian conquest who's, you know, dry ground for key, I mean they put up a soft five today, fair dinkum, if that's a soft five I'll give the game away close to a good three then a soft five. I mean, it's 31 degrees today. They had five mil of rain the other day. It'll go straight through. So um, the drive track will suit Russian Conquest. And, uh, yeah, what do you do? You can make a case for all of them. I'm waiting for Dalcini. Just wait for that horse to get to Hawkesbury. Whenever it gets back to Hawkesbury, it'll be the best rugby of the year by mile. It absolutely loves Hawkesbury, but not today, maybe. But uh, it's flying as well. So you can make a case for any of the seven. And... Um, any of the seven could win. I'm, I don't really have a firm view, guys, to be honest. Well, two Mark things. You reckon, you reckon yeah, Royal Merchant's jumping up and down at the moment too, bro? 
thought they were okay the other day, but like, you know, they're there, they're going all right, but they're, they're, they're far from. Uh, have another look at the, at the replay. Have another look at the replay. He was stiff. No, he was stiff. Well, yeah, don't get me wrong, but they're not, they're not, you know, yeah. She's a chance, but I think Root's good could easily turn around and, and beat her, so I don't know. They're, they're going all right, don't get me wrong. And Mano, didn't you see you up and um, about, Hales? <laughs> Mano, didn't you, uh, didn't Gerald say this morning he's not afraid to leave if he has to on call die? Yeah, there was a, yeah, he was, he was going to be positive, as was... Um, Peter Snowden with, with Russian Conquest, both those guys suggested that, you know, small field, they didn't want to get sort of left flat-footed back in b- behind them or behind runners or, you know, at the back. So. Great move, I think, yeah. particularly with Nash on. I know she's had a history of over-racing, but she had the chequered passage last start, and I think it's the right time, fifth up. And the intent's got to be there, right? Group two, she has Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but called I hasn't won a group race. She's been placed, so mm. yes, she's got that black tight, but she's only won a maiden at, uh, at uh, the Kenzo, so to win a group race is a big thing for a valuable mare. I huge. mean, look at a pedigree manto. Frankel, Samantha, yeah, this. Yeah, they, huge. They'll be... Uh, all systems go today to try and win this. Yeah. Um, Gerald did say of the three horses, when we spoke to Gerald Ryan, uh, Ron Duffy and myself, between seven and eight... Um, he did say that of his three horses, Eagle Nest, Gusto Sissimo and Call Die, this was the best of them. So that's a pretty good push in itself. Am I mad for thinking Fine Point's got a rough hope? I'd love this. I'd love there to be eight in this race because they'd bet one, two, three. I, I thought Fine Point had a, had a rough hope. Capable enough first up. Last preparation, she ran third to Roots in a, state, a group two race. Second up when she only got beat a length and a half. Roots is two nineties is twenty three dollars. I wish it was. Yeah. I wish there was eight in it, and we could pay one, two, three because I think she's a locker Mate, run. I'm not going to bag anyone for anything mm. in this race. I think anything goes. Yeah, um, but if it wins, I'll, I'll walk home. I'll walk yeah, home I, if it wins. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, I well, agree. You're, you're, you're on that. Interesting on that. Sterling Alessio was on the program during the week, and he said Eagle Nest was their best. So trainers uh, don't always uh, agree what their best chances are. Mm. Um, Gerard Love Martin, that. David used as great examples as well. So um, Sterling was Eagle Nest, and Gerald obviously called on. All right. Well, having said that, let's get to perhaps the last race. Is a, a good segue to, to talk about Gusto Sissimo. He's He's come up favourite in the last. He's won his last two since they've gelded him, and he's, he's looking like a good horse at the, the midweeks, but he has to take that step up in class. What do you think of him, Luke? Well, what I think of him, I wish he was in an earlier race because I don't really want to have to get my tongue around Gusto Sissimo <laughs> in the last. You're going to put a bit of a, a twang on it, a bit of an Italian... What does it mean? I think it's I very nice in, in Italian or tasty. Sure. Yeah, I think it's not tasty sure. in Italian. I can't get hot about the price. But I like him as a horse. He's got to tick a couple of boxes. Number one and most importantly is his Saturday Metropolitan Gravy. Number two and also very importantly, 1,200 metres. Two wins this preparation, 1,100 at Hawkesbury, 1,100 at the Kensington. Yes, you've got 52, but you're asked to take 260 in a Metropolitan race. Um, I know this isn't a world-class field, but mm, seems a little tight. I preferred plundering, particularly when he was. Uh, uh, when I saw that trial, I just I like the fact that they gave him that that twelve hundred. 
to really have him screwed down fresh because he does go well first up. He just maps beautifully, parking him behind. I know it was a second-a-thon last preparation for him, but I'm not questioning his determination and genuineness. I think he is very genuine, and some of those seconds were beauties. So could just see him running a good race, guys. Lent his way. Uh, respect Gus. He's in for second, Gustosissimo. If he came out and blew them away again, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, but just in that price range, and Dave, I'm not sure where you're at with him, but just in that price range when you haven't proven yourself at the distance, I know it's only an extra 100, but it is significant. You've never raced on a Saturday and won. Um, so those are those are just my little thought processes. That I mean, if he was four dollars all day, but two sixty, I just think he's on price. Maybe a touch of unders. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's aggressively priced, but I think you know at least he's doing it at home, right? Rosehill's quite a kind track, so I think mm. there with fifty two on his back is is the place to go with the upside factor where the others have well enough found. I think it's fair to say at, at this stage we kind of know their level where we don't know he ceiling just yet, so I'm with him, but I agree it's a little bit short, but I think it's got to get the big gust, doesn't it, across the line, Lucy Marlowe, but yeah. the big gust in the last... Home yep. goes big gas. I've been I've been doing a lot of fandom calls this week on the big sports breakfast. Oh, for cup donut, I've, I've yeah, I've been yeah. carrying on. I did Get one a for beauties. a multi uh, as well yesterday. So I hope I've got a bit left in the tank, boys. Oh, you'll be right. <laughs> no, you're feeling you're looking pretty fresh anyway. Oh, I'm so feeling fresh, mate. You'll Don't be worry right. about that. I think that's the general consensus with Gusto Sissimo and just listening to um, to both yourself and Davo and. Uh, Duff and Brad Gray earlier on as well on HQ sort of suggesting and, that and, you know, and with that it's probably rock bottom, rock, rock bottom. And with that too, uh, there might start, he might start to get to a price where you go, hang on, now he's getting he's mm. too big because you're right, a lot of analysts are half against him. Is he softening up a bit, Hurls? I just see he's on the slide a touch. Yeah, well, um, we feel blessing is clearly the best back runner dollar-wise today, but it's 5.50 at 6 back to 5.50. Contemporary's been popular as well and that's good information because yeah 230 out of 260 uh for the favorite so they are yeah i'd say 260 might be not rock bottom but you might get a three in front of it all right gusto susamo uh, to taste to enjoy thanks oh. from the factor who's just text in and uh john from canberra's also text in we're talking earlier about having to move and are there worse things in life and the poor bugger that came home and found his possessions in two boxes well uh john's suggesting that if you you're rocked up at home and your best mate's car is in the driveway you're in some straw <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> unless he's a builder i guess yeah, yeah that's, that's true even then <laughs> all right guys um time to uh, time to release the multi and um, and uh, yeah, the behind the gates multi. It's a quarter to quarter to eleven, so now's a good a time as any. I will kick off, and I've gone a little wide. I think today I'm. I wouldn't say I'm having a throw at the stumps, but I thought it was good value. My behind the gates multi horse to run top three is race seven horse number thirteen. Better being single. Gee, was it that bad moving? No. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with moving as well. Good, good. It's got nothing to do with moving. But I thought she ran a terrific race uh, at uh, at Kensington on debut. They went fast tempo. She she paired off with Gaze Artist and Gaze Artist just nailed her late. There was a good gap to the others. Trial form prior to that had been good. I know Miss Judas beat her comfortably in a trial, but I suspect there was a little bit more under the bonnet for, for better being single if, the, if they wanted to push the button. And significantly, she's drawn inside Shangri-La Express, and she might be the first horse to find the rails and find the lead, and um, that might 
take her a fair way to running top three. So my behind the gates, multi horse, race seven, number 13, better being single. Luke? Love it, Manto. Mine is, uh, guys, you heard my thoughts on Roots earlier. Um, I've got a few question marks, but in the small field with the blinkers on third up at home, I just thought, surely. I mean, I'm sure she can beat three home <laughs> in this. So she's my, she's my top selection in the race. She's third up, the blinkers, all of that. And I'm, Tommy Berry's a good friend, and I'm catching up for a quick bite with him after the races. So I just had that in the back of my mind. If he costs us, uh, I can him. at least get him to shout yeah. or, or pot him or something. So uh, roots for me this week, guys. All right. Davo? Uh, I was going to go Monty Outlander in the highway, but I know that our listeners don't like the tipping horses in the highway. I'm quite keen on his chances. When have you ever listened? When have you ever listened? (laughs) Starting now. I think it would be those 100 to 1 pops. I don't know what price it is, but it's big. 100 to 1 is $15. (laughs) I did raise an eyebrow. So I thought thought it's going to be a big dividend anyway, so I might as well just go Antino then. Um, because yep. we're going to be going to have a we're going to have one like the the old punters panel yesterday where it's paying three thousand dollars and one person gets on. So um, we may as well uh, we may as well kick <laughs> the dividend down so people can actually get on, not like the punters panel. What's Stanley doing? He's had five on yesterday. I mean, he loves a crowd. He? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Hells? Yeah, I went um, with Father's Day. I would have preferred a, a wet track. A bit of time for this horse. It's been out of form, but it bounced back last start. I think it'll just roll forward. You know, I can see that the uh, top two in the market, uh, Spay Coaster and Kabosh are hard to beat. But, yeah, I think Father's Day will definitely run top four. Yeah, it's top four too now. I think you said top three, mate, but, yeah, it's top four. No, top four. It's, mate, it's been a while yeah. since I've done the... Since I've so done that leaves um, Come on, Manton. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, fellas. It's all right, buddy. <laughs> and so, Hurls, tell our listeners where they can find that. And we did have a listener um, earlier on texting... Um, Obviously, you can you can you can you can have a bet via the tab app, or you can go into an agency as well, or a, a pub. Uh, no, it's on, like. no, only available online, mate. Um, so you oh, go it's only to, online, okay? Yep, you go to today, uh, today's offers rather, and you'll find it uh, sports today's offers on the website. And if you go to the tab app, you'll have uh, racing ex- uh, racing offers rather. And that has just opened. So we're going with $8 today. It's a maximum bet of $25. So race two, number five, Father's Day. Race six, number two, Roots. Race seven, number 13, better be single. And race eight, number three, Antino. All to run top four, $8, maximum bet 25 Okay, that is open now via the uh, the tab app or on your desktop site. Now, um, there's been a new segment added to the Behind the Gates multi since I've last uh, done the shift, and it's the, the early crow. Uh, I sort of misread the early crow a little bit. I have listened, but... Are, are you on task? Because it, it took us months to get Hurls on task and get his head around how this actually works. And you'll find when you throw to the segment in a moment, Davo, has, he's quite annoying every week. He likes to let us scrark. So, Davo, don't give Manton a headache as well this week. Can we just have a nice civil throw to the segment when it comes? But are, are you on task, Manto? Have you, have you got the head around? Yeah, I've got my head around. Is there a stinger for the early crow, is there? Oh, Mate, when you said when you said throw to the segment, I oh stand by, a, buddy. Is there a this, fancy intro? We don't muck around here on behind the gates anymore. Cue it, Nick. <laughs> on Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, because it's never too early. The early crow. <laughs> 
<laughs> you like those apples, Mando? Hey? <laughs> That's outstanding. I have listened to, to the, AI. the program. You hear that? AI, because I said to Steve the other day, I said, um, or, or Nick, I said, um, whose voice mm. is that? And uh, oh, it's done by AI. AI. So you're on, uh, Mate, they'll be calling the races soon, the AI. <laughs> you wait. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear Davo out wide? He oh, I did, yeah, 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 yeah. Got Loves a sc- screech in his voice. He wasn't Here's another one, Davo. <laughs> <laughs> He's not sweet. <laughs> you sound like a poor crow looking for a, for a, a chip that's been thrown on the floor. Hey, um... I, a seagull, yeah. I went a bit, uh, I went a bit rogue with the with the early crow. I, I've got my head around it now, but I'll I'll make a, an early crow p- prediction, and it might not necessarily be for today, but perhaps down the track. My early crow was that Jimi Hendrix, who lines up in the five diamonds for Annabelle Neesham and Brett Preble, will be will be, may not be today, but he will be a Group One winner in Australia. Uh, he's got terrific. UK form. He won a 30-horse race at um, at Ascot uh, back in June. Mm. It was the, 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 what do they call it? The, the Hunt Cup. It was 30 horses in it, and then he ran third in a, a Group 2 race behind Master of the Seas, which has turned out to be a very strong form race. Jimi Hendrix, it may not be today, but he will win a Group 1 race in Australia. Now, to help Here's you out, crow. I love your crow. To help you out, as I tried to explain... It's about today, I get it. So let's just, let me help you. Yep, tweak please. it to, he's going to run a beauty. He'll run a bolt. He'll run a bolty today. Yep. That's for next week. Yep. And then, because you might not be with us for a few weeks. Might not be, yeah. Look out for him to win a group one. So yep. your crow will continue. So yeah, you've covered both bases. <laughs> You're going to be crowing for his whole career. It's, and don't you worry about it. When he wins a group one, I will crow about it. You better crow about it. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy Hendrix to win a Group 1 in Australia. That's I love early crow. Marlo? Well, last week, I struggled. I got the Everest winner beat. And I said, think about it, has got this knack of just doing what he has to to win. And I yep. thought he'd win again. Yep. But it wouldn't be like a, by a big margin. I said, he'll win again, but by less than three quarters yep. of a length. Unfortunately, uh, he didn't win at no. all. This is what happens. <laughs> That's what happens. I get the cross. Fair enough. Now, Hurls last week... He got a... What have you done to this lovely, beautiful West Australian mare, mate? Uh, you put the curse on her. What did you do last week? Mate, not only did I put the curse on her, she almost fell. So I got a bit of luck in that regard. Uh, I said that uh, Miller's Jewel would not run top three. And as I said, she was unlucky. And I heard... Um, Good crow, Hurls. Yeah, credit where it's due. Good crow. Yeah, well, I reckon yeah. you're right, Dave. I honestly oh, think so do I. Was, the way so it was. Do I. What do you reckon? Do you reckon if she got that run, Manto, she would have been? I mean, she definitely would have been in the finish. But I, mate, I was on Obambura mine <laughs> for the last four weeks. Wow, he wasn't getting beat. You kept that quiet, yeah, Thanks, buddy. You only got to watch our Wednesday night show. Yeah, true, true. It's on I know. News Central, seven thirty on a. Wednesday night. Yeah, that's right. I'll sh- be playing golf or hitting you. You'll be in the, the driving range at that time. Doing form. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what about that, Davo? How's the, <laughs> about the solo gallop form, Davo? Uh, lying. <laughs> so, Hurls gets a tick for last week. Yeah, big tick, Hurls. Well done. And, Davo, um, you were correct last week as well, potting Liz Tomania and Influential. So, give him a tick, Nick. There it is. Righto, boys, as Mando said, this week, yours is...
Jimmy. Jimmy Hendrix will win a Group One. I'm already getting carved up on the text line. I'm being referred. To, I'm being uh, compared to Hurls. Manto's done a Hurls and gave us a crow that's going <laughs> to last for the next five years. Manto hasn't got the brief. How hard is it not to make a prediction about today's racing? It can't be reviewed next week. Cheers, Ryan. Thanks for listening, Ryan. But you've done that. You've said he'll run a beauty. Yeah. We've tweaked it for you. We've tweaked it. Yeah, it's okay, mate. Yeah. We make the rules here as we go. Mine is Tommy to have a very good day. Oh, not bad. Do I have oh, to put a number good, on it, Hurls? How many is going to win? I just think he's... Yeah, yeah got to have I've got to put a on number it. on it, do I? Well, if he's going to have a very good day, you'd have to think he's yeah, going to ride, what, three? Ah, uh, look, listen, I'm not as adventurous two as would you be think, a, man. Two would be a good day. Okay, let's go a double. One would be just a day for Tommy. You'd expect mm. him to ride a winner a day. Right, he'll win a, a double or more. Got to be more than two. Very. All right, that's my Three's the line for a very good day. Can I go two? What about? Nah. I think that's a bit silly. That's soft. <laughs> what price is he to ride two or more, Hells? We'd have a market. He'd be he'd be favourite in the Jockeys Challenge, surely. Yeah, no, we haven't got a market actually. Challenge. So I might um, flick Dick up a uh, a text to see if we can get that because I uh, haven't got a market. We normally do, but we've got a stack of other markets, obviously with um, with uh, Flemington and all that sort of thing. So yeah, unfortunately we haven't got a market at this stage for it. All right. In the Jockey's Challenge, he is $2. So he'll win the challenge. Yeah. And he'll have a very good day. Fair that's enough. My, that's my Fair enough. Is. Who's next? Davo. Davo, what do you got? Still deciding. Either Antino to win the five diamonds. Oh, you've had all week. Unspoken not to run <laughs> top three in the five diamonds. I'll go with Unspoken not to run top three. I just think we've given both. an absolute... <laughs> go both. Go <laughs> both. Go both. Be a real no, man. I'm not going Go I'm both. Not being I'm not being Go hurled. both. No, no, no. Be a hero, okay. Davo. The punters want it, mate. The punters want to see it. Oh, okay, I'll go both then. Fine. I'll just get across. Now. Yeah, there he goes. <laughs> Got him. Got him. So, Antino to win, unspoken to miss oh, a hole. Yeah. Love it, Davo. I'll help you with your crows, buddy. Pearls. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, mine's a little bit of a Flindell uh, type early cross of eight. Detonator Jack will not miss a place, and I'd suggest if you like it, you'll make a profit by sort of having uh, 25% your stake for the win and 75% your stake for a place. It's currently $10.310. Detonator Jack cannot miss a place. All right, I like it. He's, ten, he's 310 a place. I like it. Detonator yeah. Jack in the five diamonds. Okay, guys, five minutes to 11. Uh, almost wraps up behind the gates. Any uh, other bets you, you're keen on, Luke? What'd you make your best overall today? I didn't make a best you today. Didn't. Too I, hard. I, just not so much uh, too hard. I, I sort of, a lot of them are of similar level yeah. of confidence. So I couldn't really separate them. So as far as when I ended the, the tip in, I didn't tick the box that gives us the big asterisk on there. But Fair I, enough. I don't disagree with Davo. I, I do like Antino in the five diamonds. $2.60 is now. I think he's he's getting in pretty short. But if you really press me, I'd, I'd probably identify him. And I do think in the last guys that plundering uh, will run very well. I think he's a chance of knocking off Gus uh, in the last. So uh, you could maybe play him on a one-by-three basis. Okay. Mm. Davo, what did you make your best? And you'll be on Sky 1 throughout the afternoon as well with Marto. Yep, looking forward to that um, this afternoon. So join us there if you're sitting on the couch at home. But just a quick rev-up to Luke. Marlo, you, you double for Barry and now not making the best for the day. Come on, Skip. You've got to rev up next week and then have a bit of a stand. Get off the fence. <laughs> Fair dinkum. But best yeah, for I me today, that. I... No, I yeah. I deserve that, Davo. 
Yeah, best of me today, mate Antino. Guys, I like um, Monty Outlander in the uh, in the highway. I, I think his three runs for Noel Mayfield Smith have been outstanding. His trial was superb. He mapped three back. If he gets the gap, 53 kilos. I think the Dunhorse today is a little bit... That could have been a good early crow. There you go, think of that. I think the Dunhorse today is a little bit overplayed. I know he's winning them all, but I just think he faced a big task on that wide gate for horses, step slows, and I'm not sure he forms as as grouse as uh, some of the other ones he's brought to town. So, Monty Outlander, I think, is a good uh, each-way play there in the uh, in the highway. Or just a win. All right, Monty Outlander um, in the highway for Davo, and he's keen on Antino. Hurls? Yeah, I like... Um, I thought there was a really interesting runner in the Tab Matriarch Stakes Race 5 at Flemington uh, today. Emma Kura probably would have preferred a soft track. I think 2,000 metres after that 1,600-metre race a pretty good horse, $10 in pretty wide open field. I thought Amakura was a really good bet. Maybe another, considering it's sort of uh, three twenty to place and $10 to win, maybe another uh, 25% win, 75% stake for the place. Amakura, did you have a, and we've got to go, um, did you have a thought on it, Brad, at all? Yeah, I'm not knocking your hills. The horse is going to appreciate the extra trip and got a nice turn of foot. Yeah. Oh. What about the... Uh the sprint race in secret. Can she can she knock off Imperatriz today, Davo? Look, I think Imperatriz is the best sprinter in Australia, but in secret, it's just an absolute Flemington 1,200-metre horse. So I'm... I think you back one, save the other. Whichever way you want to go, take your picks. Back one, save the other. I thought that was the, the two hopes. Um, and it's going to be a great clash. Excellent. Thanks, gents. We'll let you go. David, we'll see you on Sky One this afternoon with Marto. Have a good day. Hurls, as always, thanks for your help throughout the morning as well. Thanks, man. No, pleasure, mate. Have a, uh, have a good day. Good calling today, Luke. And, um, yeah, what a day. It's absolutely... These, these, um, <laughs> these weather forecasts are setting. They've probably got the temperature right at 27, 28. It's going to be cloudy all day. Just looking outside here, it's not cloud in the sky. Yeah, well, it's very warm outside the van here at uh, Rose Hill Gardens. Luke, good calling to you. Uh, really looking forward to your calls throughout the afternoon, and it's been a good good bit of fun the last hour or so. Mate, it's a great... It's my favourite hour of the week, it really is. Yeah. Um, I love the interaction from the listeners. I love the fact they keep us on, keep us honest. Um, it's tough working with Davidson and Hurls, but, yeah. I mean, you just make do. You do your best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but great job today, buddy. I, I hope you've enjoyed it. It's, Have, mate, yeah. it's good being on track, isn't it? It is, yeah. I've got a busy afternoon as well. I'll be, uh, I'll be heading over to to do the tab markets for Benny Way for Channel 7. Benny Way's having a break, so they've sold me into his shift as well. Gee, you are busy. Yeah, they're keeping their, keeping their, sure getting their money's worth out of me. But in, make sure you invoice, buddy. Wouldn't win to be anywhere else. Exactly. Okay, we'll uh, take a short break on Racing HQ. That has been Behind the Gates. Back, back shortly with plenty more. Racing HQ. Brought to you by HQ Insurance. Be sure, insure with HQ. And Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Don't miss the Gong Race Day at Kembla Grange on Saturday, November 25. Here we go, racing in the Gong. See New South Wales' best racehorses compete for the $1 million Gong. This fantastic 10-race program also includes the $300,000 Warra. There will be loads of food trucks, the Canadian Club, Chance and cocktail bars to wet your palate, live entertainment and fashions on the field with over $10,000 in prizes to be won. The Gong Race Day, Saturday, November 25. Get your ticket. It's now at moshticks.com. It's the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. They shall not grow old, 
as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun and in the morning, we will remember them, lest we forget. feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours or when you're on the green in regulation but he holds it from the bunker at drummond golf we get it that's why we have our lowest price guarantee as australia's biggest you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf but if you do happen to find a lower advertised price we'll beat it the drummond golf lowest price guarantee unbeatable conditions apply we're on for Champions Day. On races 1-6 to six at Rose Hill, Flemington and Doombin, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge. Plus, head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong. Myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. champion in fantastic style. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. You're listening to Racing HQ with Anthony Manton on Sky Sports Radio. Three minutes past 11 on Racing HQ. Time now for the weekly Debordley quiz with Paul Embrazoli. Good morning, Paul. Anthony, great to hear from you. Good stuff. You're taking over from Captain Lucas. He's out at the track and you're in the studio. Good to be with you, my friend. Uh, and hopefully yep. we have, so, have a, a winner today. Uh, yeah, in off the bench. That's pretty good too. Hey, it's good when you've got a good bench, that's for sure. Okay, so we uh, look, of course, at this time of the day at uh, a question for you to win a twin pack of Windy Peak wine from De Bortley. Now, Anthony, 
You know, many years ago, this uh, quiz program was introduced uh, and it was done so as a sort of quick diversion from all the racing tips and the form. We sort of got away from that for a period of two or three minutes and that's what it was done for. And many of you listening, I know you have a little wager on what the answer was, even though when it's a horse, you know, even if when it's a horse running on the day, the horse may have been uh, the answer and yet you still have a small investment on it and hopefully it wins for you in a couple of times it's had when it's been a big odds, which is good. But it's not, it, it, you know, it's not a betting tip, it's the answer to the quiz. However, this morning, this is a tip. It's my tip for today. And it's the first and only time that there's going to be a clue given for my tip. Right? So that's the way you've got to do it. Now, it's the first person through on 1353.53. That's our phone number. If you've been under a rock for 20 years, well, I'll repeat it again, 1353.53. And when you hear the clue, the first person through with the correct answer uh, will win the twin pack. And this is my tip for the day. Uh, Anthony, give it strength, will you? Mm. <laughs> um, um, no. you know, sound excited, for God's sake, you know. Uh, so a twin pack of Windy Peak. There's three whites and three reds in the Windy Peak range. Perfect for Christmas, OK? Nicholas is out there. Big Nick, please play us the clue. A moment ago, you said that you ordered Lieutenant Kendrick to tell his men that Santiago wasn't to be touched. That's right. And Lieutenant Kendrick was clear on what you wanted? Crystal. I go to the phones. That's it. 13.53.53. And of course, if you win the twin pack, you'll have something to put on the table at Christmas time and on the festive period. You'd like a nice wine. And Windy Peak is a medium bodied wine. Uh, it's not big, it's a medium bodied wine. Uh, it will not burn a hole in your pocket as far as the cost is concerned. It's very reasonably priced. And you will enjoy it. It's as simple as that. There's the Chardonnay or there's the Sauvignon Blanc if you like something sweeter. And there's my favourite Pinot Grigio in the white. Then there's the Pinot Noir, the uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. And, of course, uh, we also have that beautiful Shiraz as far as the red is concerned. Three whites, three reds, OK? That's the story. Three whites, three reds uh, going into Christmas. Have we got a winner yet? No winner yet. I know the movie. Okay, right, you, you know, everybody easy, knows I'm... the movie, right? So I'll give you another mm. clue. Uh, mm. I would say that plenty of you are saying, oh, what, what's, what's... So there's a horse in the ninth race, and I can't think what its name is just off the top. I haven't got it in front of me at the moment. It's handle the truth. It's not handle the truth. Go back a race mm -hmm. to the five diamonds, okay? And if you want a diamond-quality wine, then you come up with the Windy Peak. So on Christmas time, enjoy your friends. Share it to Bortley shortly. Okay, we should have a winner straight away. It's in the five diamonds. This is my tip for the day. It's a bit of value. Uh, it's drawn a rotten barrier. If it had not have drawn barrier 35, I would have been uh, clearing an absolute certainty. But, you know, it's not a good barrier. But the jockey's riding with his backside on fire at the moment. Now, have you got it yet? You got it, Anthony? You'd got it straight away. I, I think so. I, you I think, think so, so although you're we not, didn't... You're not, you're not really a classical person. Yeah. Oh, OK. I uh, think I've got it, but I won't give it away. 
Yeah, that's like little toot going yeah. up the hill. Still no winner, <laughs> so it's obviously cryptic. But I think no, it's I've not, got no, it. it's so not cryptic. Looking... It's, not, it's not a cryptic clue. It's not cryptic. It's in the five diamonds, and it's not cryptic. Have we got a winner, or will I play the clue again? Okay. We, will we play it again? Play it again. Yeah, Nick, play it again. A moment ago, you said that you ordered Lieutenant Kendrick to tell his men that Santiago wasn't to be touched. That's right. And Lieutenant Kendrick was clear on what you wanted? Crystal. There's your clue. It's in the five dots. Okay. We've got a winner. I was going to say this. Matt this, this. from... Matt, we don't have Matt very many from, Matt's wins, so... Did you say Marubra? Marubra. Marubra, I think he's won before yeah, Matt, Marubra. which is good. The answer's quite, quite clear. What was his last words? He said, is that clear? And he said, Crystal. What was your answer? Well, I thought it was detonated Jack because it was Jack Nicholson. No. No. What's one of the most famous crystals on the marketplace? Waterford crystals. Uh, Is there a horse called Waterford, Waterford in the phone? Waterford in the five diamonds? Waterford crystal. I would have thought, I would think that's cryptic. No. I it's just a straight up and down combination of names. Waterford crystal. Mm. Cryptics when you know, yeah, fair enough. It might be it might be something you know, water flowing over the cliff or something. Now that wasn't all that. Oh, oh, well, you, might, you beat uh, me this morning, go. Paul. You're too good for me. You oh, beat no, me. There you go. Anyway, Matt, Matt from Matt from Marubra's got it. We've got Peter waiting out in out in South Australia to give his tips, and uh, there you go. Okay, good on you, Matt from Marubra, and Waterford is the name. Give it strength today, because my money will be on it. Okay. Thank you very much, Anthony. Good to be with you. Good morning, all. Good on you, Paul. There's Paul Embrazoli with this week's Debordley quiz, and we'll do it all again next week on Racing HQ. Ten past eleven. That's going to see up my contribution on Racing HQ. We'll take a short break. Simon Harrison in the chair to talk you through the remainder of your morning after the break. Uh, Morfordville form preview with Peter Ellis, and then we'll have Tim Owens on as well from the tab, and we'll get the tab lay of the day in about fifteen minutes' time. Off to a break. Simon Harrison on the other side. Morning. The Australian Women's Health Diary does more than help organize our lives it's packed with expert health advice important to every woman plus every diary sold supports research into the treatment prevention and cure of breast cancer just 19.99 from news agents Woolworths participating post offices and online at womenshealthdiary.com.au the Australian Women's Health Diary the diary that saves lives buy one for yourself and the special women in your life Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge, plus head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour, cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong, myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. Saturday, November 18, get trackside for world-class racing on the Hunter Race Day at Newcastle. Featuring the $1 million Newcastle Herald Hunter, the New Zealand Bloodstock Beaufort for the Stayers, the New Zealand Bloodstock Group 3 Spring Stakes for the 3-year-olds and the Max Lee's 2-year-old Classic. And don't miss Sneaky Sound System playing after the last to complete your race day experience. Secure your tickets now at newcastleracecourse.com.au. Our region, our town, our race. And the gates are back. Ready to run. 
He's parading really nicely. Stand by. Ready to go. Set down. Good line. Cover them very edgy. Who's in motion? All in. Wait for it. Get ready for the roll. They're off and pacing. Down and out of the gate. And the favourites found the lead. Welcome to Australia's most comprehensive racing coverage. She's winding up and have a look at her go. Still a leader. He's flat out. But look at this go. This is unprecedented. Races away. Can they get past him? Hanging on. Hanging on. Here she comes and there she goes. She just keeps fighting. She's giving chase the slipper winner. That's a stunning win. A one-act affair in the Durban Cup. Another sensational performance. She's the queen of the coast. The very On Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab, this is the National Racing Service with Simon Harrison. Yes, and a very good morning to you. Lovely to have your company on the fourth and final day of fabulous Flemington. There's plenty on this afternoon. Of course, in uh, in Sydney, we've got uh, the Five Diamonds on, which is race eight. You would tend to five this afternoon. And Tino is a pretty short-priced favourite there and currently at $2.50. What we will do now, though, is run the eye across our South Australian meeting at uh, Morfordville. Peter Ellis is on the line. Pete, good morning. Good morning, Simon. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. How's your Melbourne Cup week been? Yeah, been uh, mixed. Uh, I found the first two days were a bit tough. You know, Saturday Derby Day, very much on pace. Cup Day, I backed the Cup winner. That was my sort of main go. Um, I thought the supporting program was a bit ordinary. And yesterday, uh, I'll say Thursday, the things played pretty more normally. So it was a, it was a good day. So... Uh, but yeah, um, overall, uh, it's been uh, it's been a good cup carnival as it always is. But I've kept my eye on Sydney. That the Golden Eagle was a, a really good race with that Japanese horse winning. So yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I thought you might have been on that one. You like your internationals? Yeah, I do. And uh, and I thought uh, the the Big Dance was a, was a good race. Uh, and the barn dance and whatever. I thought they were good races at Randwick on uh, on Tuesday as well. So everything seems to be working well, uh, Flemington and, and uh, Randwick. It, hey, it's going to be interesting to see how West Wind blows, goes in this Tab Champion Stakes today. I mean, you've got to think now that Caulfield Cup is the form, don't you? Yeah, and plus he runs second, of course, in the in the Turnbull. So um, if he can back up those two runs, he's certainly the one to beat. But it's an intriguing race. So I think he's, uh, like, I've tipped him, but I, I sort, of, sort of don't want to back him. I think it's just... Uh, you got you know the New Zealand mare. She's uh, she's really good in uh, in prowess. Saki, uh, of course, won the race last year and he did a lot of work in the Cox Plate. So it was no surprise he got tired the last little bit. You know, and then you got Jewess was unlucky in the Cox Plate. Montefiore was good in Sydney before she come down here. So uh, it's a really interesting race. Looking forward to it, uh, and as always, after the final day of the carnival, our, bra- our bank accounts are normally crying out for a break, aren't they? <laughs> so, please, well, please, no more. There's, there's plenty happening every day of the week. Uh, so it's just another beating, I think, these days, Simon, just that there's more intensity over the carnival period. That's for sure. Well, let's take a look at Bill with you, Pete. So we're on a good four today, and the first race is due at, uh, well, it's just over two hours now, at uh, 27 minutes past one Eastern Daylight Savings. It's a benchmark uh, 90 over 1,000 metres, and currently with the tab fixed, number two Q-Man is the favourite at 210. What did you like in the first? Yeah, I'm with uh, Magic Max. He was a uh, he was a certainly beaten first up there on the park circuit over the thousand. It's a tougher race here, and he but he does drop four kilos, and he'd be fitter for that run. So I'm happy to go with him. The favourite is he's a real emerging sort of sprinter. He had good form last time in, and his first up win was solid because he worked three wide, took off early, and just scraped home there from keep breeding. But he'll be better for that. He's been kept fresh. Went to Oakbank and won a, a barrier trial there by a mile. So I'm. Uh, Got him as a danger. Keep reading. He's really consistent. Run a close second of Cumin. Does meet that horse a kilo worse of the weight. So, unlikely to turn the tables. And Belladay, his first up, 
better runs are probably 12, 14, but has a really good fresh record, so he'll be charging home the, the four. Good race to kick off, 6234. 6234, race number two is over the 1950 metres and a benchmark 66. Uh, number six, Ara Gamama, is the current favourite here at $2. Pete over three Trump Star at 550. Yeah, she, she certainly looks the one. I suppose the negative with her, she said 12 starts, one win. Um, she was an odds-on favourite two runs ago and just got lost and mile back from the turn and lost the position, worked home strongly and got beat a length, stood them up probably four at the 300. And then last week in that Chonolet's Cup behind Pudding, which is sort of a quality handicap, was really good. That was 18. So out to the 1950, you think you'd imagine will suit. Short enough. Uh, Regal Bella's the... Uh, the dangers had three runs for Philip Stokes. Um, she's got nail late last start behind Mandala, so it'd be fitter for that. Dr. Dee Dee, I'd certainly ready to win. Just took off early in that Trumpster race. Certainly fitter for that and two kilo uh, weight advantage over Trumpster and Trumpster's obviously a chance. Can mix his form. He did have all the favours the other day when successful and is up six kilos. But I'm with the favourite, six to beat eight, two and three. So six, eight, two, three in race number two over to the third event. This one's over 1,250 metres. And again, flip of the coin odds here for the fave. Number three, uh, Dill Crudere. Yeah, he's the... Um uh, the improver. I'm with Hallstatt, the one that's sort of got the form of the board. He was uh, he was third to Rinsu and Kin. Kin starts favourite uh, in the last of Fleming today. That was back in the last year's Fleming Carnival. So one run back was wide and hit the long line really well behind uh, Foster Street. So extra 150 here is a plus. I'm happy to go with him. To beat the favourite, uh, the key to him is obviously dry tracks. He's improved uh, a lot since his first prep. Uh, for a dominant win at Mount Gam. We only a maiden, then went to Gawler and was uh, third, but should have won there, just got held up and flew home. Lance Lotto, query the trip, but certainly in form. He's a transfer trifectas, and as is lots of bubbles, speedy. They got the money there at uh, Border Town, so it may take some catching, but thought it was one of the bits of the day, actually, the one. One to be three, four, five. One, three, four, five, over to race number four, which is over 1,400 metres. One birthday suit is the $3.60 fave over four Gilladora at 4.20. Yeah, the Victorians, I think, will find it out. The Ballarat and Morning Train birthdays, they're trained at Ballarat. Going really well there at the Provincials, and winner of the Duke, and then nice efforts at Geelong and Ballarat's last two. Alaska Storm, I just struggled to get the 1500 as it has in the past at Mornington, its most recent done. Got to its start, got the money over 14 at Geelong prior to that. Chilladora just uh, had, had excuses at, uh, at Gawler the other day, did pick up Lake ground and pretty reliable. Was unlucky at the bridge and was in the slow lane uh, at Morphville last start, so we'll improve on that. One, two, four, and six. One, two, four, six. Over to Rose Five. The Rescue Wines Handicap over to 2,250. And again, a $2.05 here, number two, Ammo Amore. Yeah, it's short enough. These races test me. I'm, uh, I'm with him. Uh, he's been running on strongly. Uh, last time uh, behind Sir Kingsford, that was over the 2,020. And that was last week. So the 2,250, I'd imagine, would stoot. Got Vino the Castra Nostra, the dangers in career best form. It's won three of his past five, including one of those on the park circuit. Pussy Galore, uh, just jumping from a maiden, but got out and tripped there at Strathalbyn over the 2050. Won very easily, so she's certainly heading in the right direction. And Campbell hasn't won in 21 months. Did win the Lord Reams back in February of last year, but he wouldn't need to be far from his best to be winning this. But over the long trip last start at uh, Gawler, probably just got a bit tight over the 3300. Prior to that at Moorville over the 
2000 behind Silence Green Day wasn't a disgrace. So, tough race, 2473. 2473 there, race five. Race number six, a benchmark 66 over 1,000 metres. And two pressed down here is $1.95. Very short and right up to bit much better odds. So, when the price that went up on Wednesday, certainly looks the winner. He was very good first up, just he bumped into Sagrippa. They're beating my half length of Ripper since one, so you need to go back to his form before a break. Three stars to go at Flemington. Third, the course for concern. Course for the concern, of course, one in Group 2 at Flemington last Saturday. I've got him on top. Bristol of the Danger. He's won two or four. I thought he's a tad disappointing when resuming behind Sagrippa last week. Just got tired to be fitter for that. Merchant Boss was certainly over the odds. He uh, won two or three before a break. One of those was all for freshen up at Moorfield Parks on over the thousand and the gub. Another one I think's over the odds for your tries first four. Just nailed the uh, last stride um, there behind uh, Mouse Almighty. Dropped back to a 66 here. The wide barriers are slight conservative to go forward, but I thought it was a bit of the day, but shortened up. Two, six, four and one. Two, six, four, one there in race six. Over to race seven, a benchmark 74 here over 1,400 metres. Uh, Ten, Miss Coomey is the favourite in a pretty open market at 4.20. Yeah, it'll probably get to Pibes appeal, I think, or four, four to one appeal, five dollars appeal, uh, Simon. I went to this India man. He, um... He ran really well in the, in the Gawler Cup. He led Dash right away. The track was suiting sort of swoopers. And uh, he held on fifth. Prior to that at, uh, at Flemington, again, was on the fence in the worst part of the track. It wasn't disgrace behind uh, Matt Matron Bink, Brink Bullwinkle, and that form stacked up. So I'm happy to go with uh, him and on each way basis. Thought the Guava, the danger, ex-Victorian, fitter for a couple of runs from the break. Bit of weight relief. The Odium, Birdsville Cup winner three starts ago, almost pulled off a surprise last start, uh, went second to Prince Chopper, who ran it well in the Greys race at Flemington on Tuesday, and won it 30-odd to one, three kill. lost form last prep, but has got some pretty solid form around this distance range, so I think it uh, can run a really good race first up at the 30-odd to one, so seven eight one five. Seven, eight, one, and five there. And race eight, the last, is uh, over 1,250. And lovely looking is the dollar seventy-five fave. Yeah, too short for me. Looks the winner, uh, especially now a couple of her, her main chain dangers have been scratched. Only had the four runs, was good on debut, never on the track there on the park circle. They won us next two at Moorville and on the inside track. Went to Caulfield last start, well-backed in the 1,000 guineas. Sat handy, got very tired, so... So obviously something not right there. So, so she can bounce back from that. She's certainly the one to beat. I thought um, Dodd was a legitimate danger. Had a couple of runs from a break. Hit the line strongly on each occasion. Uh, over a thousand and twelve fifty. So same trip today. Now she was an improver. Strong win there at uh, Gawler and Santastico. Certainly turned form round on dry tracks. This preps one three or four. So he goes in the exotics. The uh, the one two nine four and one. Okay, and what was your best uh, in Adelaide, Pete? Yeah, I, I think pressed down a win, but he's getting short enough, so we might try it all up, uh, Simon. Race three, number one, Hallstatt, into race six, number two, pressed down. Yeah, excellent. Uh, thanks very much, Pete. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks, Simon. All the best. There he is, Peter Ellis. In just a moment, Jay Huskell, our tab trader, will join me, and we'll run through this meeting at Rose Hill. Pick your favourite Kia. Sportage to the street cred delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a 
test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. At Tab, we're on for Champions Day. Races 1-6 to six at Rose Hill, Flemington and Doombin place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Australia's largest and best racing radio coverage, the National Racing Service, on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. Yes, welcome back. Jay Huskell joins me from the Tab now. Jay, good morning to you. Good morning, mate. How are you? Yes, yeah, not too bad. Let's uh, take a look at this card this afternoon for Rose Hill and race by race we'll run through it and find out where the punter's money is going. Uh, the first, Jay, is the uh, the Chinkotta Chemist Handicap over 1,800 metres. It's due in 59 minutes from now. And what's the latest with the market? I see the favourite is uh, actually scratched from the feature race uh, later today, Touristic. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was an emergency there, but... Um yeah, it's been pretty popular with punters. It's um, got a bit of form last prep. That's probably good enough for this race. We might have made a bit of a blue putting up the bottom horse here, uh, rise to it a bit too short. We went up to 30. It's at the 370 now. I don't think we're going to rush out with the market trying to give away this one. I think it only came off provincial form, but sort of won well enough. And the horse here beats going on in one sense. So we'll probably keep it a bit safe. Pretty keen to be against Touristic and first light. I think they've had enough chances. And uh, I think Touristic didn't do enough first up to warrant its price here. So probably look to keep the second favourite uh, safe here and lay the rest of them. OK, so that's uh, what's happening here in race one, number one. Over to race number two, the Petaluma handicap is over 2,400 metres. Uh, now, what's happening in this market? Yeah, Kabosh has been pretty firm here. 460, we opened during the week in the 320, but I thought, I thought it was pretty plain last week. I, I know it's a kitchen sink jump here. Uh, it's a quick back up. Throwing Nash on looks like very possible here, but uh, I think it's funny to say I think the midweek form looks the right form here. That was over twenty four hundred metres here, and obviously that's Spaycaster and Father's Day. I think I think that's the right form. I think we'll look to keep those safe, and we'll take on we'll definitely be taking on Kabosh and Loving Silla. I think it's been living in the five fifty. I'm, I'm not sure it's uh, up to this sort of level, but yeah, so I think that's the way we'll play it. Okay, we'll play it that way there. Race number two over to the third event. Now, this is the uh, Tab Handicap, which is over 1,100 metres, and Eagle Nest is currently favourite. Yeah, probably probably deserving favourite, maybe, off what it did last start, but oh, no, that, was barrier, that was an inside barrier on a day at Kensington where it's, well, it's at the track at Kensington always, uh, the last few months has been really playing towards those leaders and it's been very advantageous to be up in the speed. Draws barrier seven here. I think... Um, I think if Dollar Magic can uh, kick up and hold it out, it'd be pretty vulnerable. I think we're really pretty keen to take it on. I uh, could make a case that Miss Hellfire from Barrier 1 could be a favourite here. First up off the bleed, and what it did last prep was, was really nice, and I think it's got good Saturday creds for a race like this, and we're pretty keen to be against uh, Spirit Queen here as well. I think I don't like uh, coming off a you know, Kensington run in the midweeks over a 1,000 metres, and I don't think it, look really, it looks a really strong race at all. I think we'll be keen to take it on. And, yeah, we'll be looking to keep Miss Hellfire safe, I think. 
Okay, so take on uh, Spirit Queen there. Keep myself fire safe there in race three. Over to the fourth event. Uh, and this one, Jay, is the Tab Highway Handicap and a very open field as, uh, as it usually is. Yeah, anything goes in these highways. Um, I really thought the number 10 here, Ben Dasher, for the Dun, Mad Dunn stable. Um, these, these horses have been running through brick walls in these highways. We, I thought we were going to lay this for a bit more than a tip. It's only six and a five dollars, but it is drawing the outside gate here at Barrier 16. Nash is on. I thought it was going to be a bit shorter and we were going to be able to take it on, but I don't think I want to be giving away at the five dollar mark. Uh, Monte Outland is coming down from uh, Coffs Harbour form. Jack Waddick on taking three kilos. It looks well weighted here, so fifteen and a five dollars. Looks a bit too short to me. Not really sure. Cross Harbour forms enough of this. I think you want provincial or highway form going into a highway. But yeah, you might keep something like Bantaki safe, who's drawing barrier one. Will we get an easy run and maybe Zebi the fifteen, uh, who looks like the likely leader? But yeah, we're probably going to be taking. We're probably going to be laying the field here. Right, let's move across to the Midway Handicap, which is race number five, uh, a benchmark 72 here, over 1,200 metres, and right down the bottom at Shadows of Love, your current favourite. Yeah, it's been 360 into 2.25 here. It looks very likeable. Two runs back, it's, it's tried, tried its heart out. It's a very likeable horse, but I don't think the price is that likeable. 2.25 seems very well found here. We'll, we'll, we might not rush chasing it out. I think it can probably get a really nice run, maybe 1-1 one, one from Barrier 4. But um, yeah, two twenty-five seems well found enough. I think I think you times uh, get better like closer to the jump. I, I, I like the run of vindication last start there behind IPO in in midway grade. I think um, off refreshing up there now it's uh, you know two weeks between runs going up in distance. I think that looks very suitable. But uh, Barrier Nine's the only query there, and Sumo Star Barrier One tried really well. Hippo uh, tried with it, and then Six over here. I think it's it's quite likable. So yeah, I think I think you'll see better about shows the love and then. We'll probably play. We'll probably wait for a bit of information from the market closer to jump time. Right. Okay. That's the midway there. Over to race six. Uh, this is the James Squire Hot Danish Stakes uh, for the Phillies and Mares. A group two over fourteen hundred. Just a field of seven. Yeah, and a few few horses coming from different form lines here. A lot of uh, a lot of form through the invitation. I think we're pretty keen to be against that form line. The likes of Royal Merchant there and. Uh, even uh, Roots, I think we'll be we'll be looking to take them on. I think we're we're pretty keen on the on the chance of the core die here. Looks looks another kitchen sink job here. Nash on barrier three. I think it probably looks to lead and dictate the race here. Uh, we'll be looking to keep it safe, and I think we'll be taking on uh, Royal Merchant and even Roots. I don't know her her best form does come at this track, but uh, yeah, I, I think she hasn't been going well enough to warrant the price she is. And yeah, that's probably how the way we're going to play the race. Right, OK, so uh, call Di. I'll see if she can finally crack through today. She is at $3.70. Keen to take on Royal Merchant Nair uh, in the uh, in the hot Danish. We'll take a look at race seven with you, Jay. Now, this is the Inglis Golden Gift for the two-year-olds. Uh, and it's flipping the coin odds here for Shangri-La Express. Yeah, it's just been... It was, it was about 2.15 as I left my desk, and it's just changed on me. But, yeah... We were pretty keen just to be with the market on a rail like this. It was it was super strong first up over a thousand metres. Did a bit of work. It's a great setup for a horse like that coming into a race like this. But if it does get into odds on territory, I think we'll have to look and take it on. Uh, not sure what to do with Scampi. It was very well fancied. It's trialed fantastic every time it's gone to the trials, and it was back very well first up and just didn't just didn't produce. So not sure what to do. Do we do we uh, stick with what the market expected it to do, or you know it was that run what it did. 
not too sure we'll let the market guide us. Same with the rest of the race. I'm, I'm happy for the market to, to guide us because, yeah, it's just so a lot of these runners haven't even had a start and it's not really sure what to make of it. Okay, so that's uh, in the golden gift there. Over to race eight, the feature race this afternoon at 10 to 5 is the Five Diamonds. What's uh, the latest with Antino? Yeah, open 460 during the week, now into 250 comfortable favourite. Uh, it's obviously got the best form, like, form coming into this, coming through races like the, uh, the pardon me, the Turak and uh, the Crystal Mile. But um, yeah, it looks really well found at 250. My only concern is barrier two. I don't know. I don't know about if it's got the speed to hold up a position. If it, if it gets a few pairs back on the fence, it might be a bit of a risk. Have to respect the likes of Unspoken here, who's just been in super form this spread. Democracy Manifest was coming, ran in the five dollars prelude that day, where it was it was off the fence on a day where it was it was pretty hard to make ground off the fence, and on the fence was very advantageous. So you have to give it a chance and. Yeah, I think we'll look to take on Antino a little bit here and try and get him beat and hope for a result. Able to get Antino the 6-4 fave rolled into five diamonds. Able to race nine, the 1,400-metre round vet handicap. And, uh, OK, so it's been knocked around by scratchings a little bit. Just a field of uh, six to run. Who's the favourite? Yeah, Gringotts is your current favourite. It's been 260 out to 290. It was 310 before, but, uh, yeah, we're going to look to make this our lay of the day. We thought they had every chance last start and they barely scraped in, and uh, this looks a much tougher setup from Barrier 5, and I think those horses here with a bit more creds to, to knock it off here. Felix Majestic's been flying. Uh, Mars Mission, I don't think what he did last start was a fluke despite the SP. I think it's been low-flying this crap and just finally got the chance to produce, and I think from Barrier 1 they can do the same here today. And even atmosphere on its best form uh, is definitely up to winning a race like this. And Nash jumps on. I think there's there's plenty of chances in this race, and I think we're very keen to make uh, Gringotts our lay of the day. Okay, make Gringotts the lay of the day there in the ninth. And race ten is for the Rose Hill Bowling Club. It's over twelve hundred metres. What's happening with the market on the last? Yeah, scared stiff is his favourite. To be honest with you, if it crosses and leads, it'll be very hard to catch, but um, it is coming from a midweek 64 on on the Kenzo on, on a day where it was pretty advantageous to be up on the speed. I thought the runner contemporary last start was, had a lot more merit than what, what the market might indicate. He was off the fence on that round week day where, as I said, it was it was very hard to make ground. And uh, Nash jumps on after Zach Lloyd. I think he gets a few ticks here. Very likeable. Plundering's always have been around the money. It's from barrier two. It was settled on the speed and it's always very honest with your blessing. I think as good form and especially around Saturday class and I thought the run was, was really good there as well in the same race as contemporary, so we'll keep it safe. But yeah, I think I think I think Gustavismo is getting into a, a bit too short for uh, it's, it's short enough now and I think we can definitely look to take it on a little bit. Today, Guy and Gusta Sissimo there in the last at $2.50. Uh, okay, thanks very much, Jay. Have a wonderful day. You too, mate. Have a good one. Jay Huskell there, our tab trader. And we'll have the tab movers for Jared Daffy at five minutes after 12 for Rose Hill. The Flemington movers for Daff at around 17 past midday. We'll do that um, following uh, Rickerton Race 5. And we'll take a look at the best back uh, for Doombin as well with Daff at around half past 12. So there's correct way to wrap at 10 3 one, 4. Now with a bit of time up our sleeve, let's take in and interview from this morning and hear from trainer Annabelle Neesham. Annabelle Neesham's on the line at uh, 7.47. Good morning, Annabelle. Morning. How are you? 
Good, I'll just palm you straight over to Duff because I know you were busy getting your scratchings done and you got runners everywhere, Duff. Uh, Jimmy Hendricks, uh, Annabelle, what can you tell us about him? He's, um, he's solid in the market here and obviously he's got overseas potential. Yeah, he's, he's got really good form overseas. A um, little bit patchy, but sort of on the whole, it, you know, his, if it, I mean, if he obviously bought his Royal Hunt Cup um, form to, to this race, he's right in it. Um, it'll be interesting to see, you know, he's a horse that tends to like room um, in his races, so he's going to have to get accustomed to, to the Australian way of racing, but, you know, he'll probably ride a lot tighter. Um, but he's been training really well. Um, he spent his quarantine time in Canterbury and had a, a trial or a jump out in there. And since then, he's been at Warwick Farm and hasn't really put a, a foot out of line. So um, we've kept the blinkers on him. Uh, haven't, I haven't had him in, in, on them at home. We're just saving them for race day. Um, he seems to have raced really well in them this season in the UK. So, um, look, it's always a bit of an unknown first starter. Um, in in Australia, but um, you know we've had quite a few of these European horses now, and you know he seems to have settled in as as well as any of the others that have ran well first up. Okay, that's quite positive. Um, the other one you got here is Faulkner Park. I loved his last run, and obviously eighteen hundred is more his go. Yeah, it is. I just wish he could draw a gate. He just yeah. seems to draw off the track every time, and it you know it makes it it does make it tough, um, particularly when there's you know, probably not much between the top few in the market, but he's a horse with a lot of ability. Um, he's going to be well suited, obviously, um, up in distance, and he yeah, hit the line really well in the prelude. So um, it's just going to take a clever ride from Chad, but I think if he can get him in the right spot early, um, then he's got to be right in this race. Uh, you got Flashing Steel first up. Any, expect- any expectations of 1,200 metres for him? But probably um, with the draw... Um, probably have to look at riding him a little bit quieter over this trip um he actually just got a, a bit on the chewy in his trial the other day but i think if he can if he can relax if there's enough tempo then he'll be he'll be charging home late plundering is just a good honest horse who's trialing up nicely yeah that's exactly what he is he's, he's so honest um he's rarely out of the placings uh, he's trialed up really well and he's got that nice soft draw today so um he's one that that we expect could win first up Mm. He got a little. He, uh, did he get cast yesterday? He had a little bit of bark off him. He's everything's okay there. He did. Yeah, he worked in the morning and went back into his box and had a roll. And he managed to get himself cast. Just got a few little superficial cuts on him, but he's fine. The vet's gone over him and was was happy. And we've had our chiropractor um, look at him yesterday, and he he's absolutely fine. So um, yeah, I, I can't see any excuses today. What about the big boy today, Zaki? He's back to the scene of the crime. He's got a race he could take ownership off and he, he can do it again, I think. I hope so. Um, what a story it would be if he, if he could win three years in a row. Uh, but I, I'm actually in Sydney this morning. I'm going back down for the races, but Liz, who rides him, rang me this morning and said he, she said he's on fire this morning. He was... He was uh, doing cartwheels coming back off the track, so that's how you want him. Um, he's obviously drawn wide again, but um, yeah, he loves Stamington. He's had four goes there for three wins, and um, it's just a lovely big galloping track that, that really suits. And I thought his run in the Cox Plate had a lot of merit as well. Cause he hadn't ran for six weeks, um, you know, fitness-wise. You know, it was all there, but had to do a little bit of work um, around those first few corners. So. 
Um, he'll, have, he'll have improved, I think, out of that race into today. And what about this uh, new horse to your stable? What a deal in the first. Yeah, I've only had him a few weeks, um, so always hard to really get to know them that quickly. Um, but he goes up, steps up to the mile for the first time this campaign. He's a winner over the mile. I think the big, the big track will suit him as well. Um, so. Yeah, a little bit of a, you know, I'm still getting to know him, but, you know, on his on his form, um, he, he should be a really nice chance today, and I think the, the step up in Triss will suit. Mm. Um, I know you're busy, but just a couple in, in Brisbane, Midnight and Tokyo on victory win, they'd be both good chances in races one and five? Yeah, Midnight in Tokyo, second start for us. Um, she's you know, had quite good form um, as a three-year-old, and was good first up, so um, she's to get the run of the race today I think she should run well and then um, yeah victory win and Adriel um, both run in the same race I think the I think they should be a bit closer together in the market I think Adriel's a, a nice horse he's third up he should be peaking and victory win you know only coming out of a, a 62 race at, at um, the Sunshine Coast but the way he won was really impressive so he'll suit being um, up in trip a bit as well okay that's a good tip good luck today Thanks very much. Annabelle Nisham earlier with the Jockey Challenge at Rose Hill. Tommy Berry is $2. Nash Rewilla, $3. Jason Collett at $5.50. And Dylan Gibbons is at $12. What we do have is Rickerton, New Zealand, the fourth coming up. They've got a Group 1 on later today. Race 9 is the Albasti Equiworld Dubai, New Zealand, 2,000 guineas. It is a Group 1 level. Crochetti is the short price favourite at $1.50. But for now, let's uh, head across to Rickerton for the fourth race. This one's for Garrard's Horse and Hound. It's over 1,400. And your favourite, favourites in a very open affair here, Kiki Mora and Regal Dice. $6.50 each of two. A good, to, uh, good street, a good four track. And, um, yeah, I'm still sticking with uh, Dijon Alley. I know she's going to have to go back from the draw, but I think she's a great each way chance. $50,000 in the first four, Paul. Give us your first four. Yeah, I'll go uh, 13, Emily. Uh, just by the 15... Uh, I actually found a spot for, uh, sorry, quick preview, number two. Mm, Wurrimu Pin gave that to me as his best bet. Yep, and uh, an excellent North Island horse, Deep Beauty as well, number eight. Alrighty, we got to the first four from Leith there, 50,000 in the pool. Matt, as we get to you. Arcat now links up, thank you, Emily. There is Arcat going in. Deep Beauty goes forward. Jockey Kylie Williams sitting on 899 career victories. As Regal Dice, second up for the Robbie Patterson barn, joins them in the stalls. Quick preview, stands well the inside. The Widamu pen. Here is Zoolander coming up. Where's the white cap? We await on Patsy's lass. Fresh up after 217 days. There's Archerfield going in. Kavish Chartery at big odds this afternoon. 31 and 650. Patsy's last, Kikimora and Diagonelli will be the last three to come up. Just confirming the late scratching of number 10, La Power. Is out of the race as Diagonelli comes in and the Windsor Park stud killers. We look forward to seeing those silks aboard. I'm wonderful tonight. It was the favourite for the Pegasus, which comes up after this. Kiki Mora now linking in. Patsy's last is now up. The Vernon and Vasey truck part starting stalls lined and complete. Late scratching number 10, La Power. Couple of hang-ons from the centre of the stalls. Pretty close. Oh, 
Paul Chabano had a lunge at the gates, tossed jockey Joe Doyle around. So we've got an attendant up with Chabano, who may have just tried to anticipate the starter touch. Attendants and jockey looking around in the stool with Chabano. Got an attendant up with one in the centre of the line. Chabano has been backed out. Vet casting its eye, their eye over Chabano has been trotted up in behind the stalls for Joe Doyle. Michael and Matthew Pittman stable with a victory with Mystic Park. In race number two today. So Chabano now being led forward once again. Being brought up towards the gates for Joe Doyle and is about to go in. This Nico Bell on the jig. Chabano linking up. So the last one in, awaiting the all-clear from behind. Rennie, there it is. They're off and racing. And a little slow to move there was Zoolander. Royce Rocker won the start. Regal Dice comes forward with it. And Diama Rock comes across to get handy as well as Regal Dice takes over. Three wide miss. Nico Bell under it is Iama Rock who's kicking forward to second. Royce Rocker runs fourth. One and a half away. Chibano, three wide around it. Deep Beauty. Quick preview next on the rail with Zarkat and three deep around those. Kiki Mora. One and a half away to Patsy's last, then Caitlin Jay, Diagonelli well back on the outside of Archerfield and Zoolander last and 12 off the leader. Regal Dice at the 800 three quarters to I Am A Rock Miss Nico Bell, Royce Rocker and Chibano. Next in the field, Deep Beauty following it out, three wide Kiki Mora. Cuddled up in the middle is Zarkat from Quick Preview, Caitlin Jay Diagonelli, then Patsy's last well back Archerfield and last as they turn is Zoolander. Coming for home Regal Dice leads at a half a length wants to drift off the rail underneath of I Am Rock Chibano running on behind. Then came Miss Nico Bell. Kiki Mora presented wider with Deep Beauty. Then quick preview. Regal Dice leads it narrowly from Iama Rock sticking on. Deep Beauty coming home strong. And then came Miss Nico Bell. Zarkat behind those. Regal Dice lifting a length and a half. Miss Nico Bell. Then came Deep Beauty. Diagonelli running on late. Leader Regal Dice from Miss Nico Bell who's coming at it. Miss Nico Bell. Regal Dice finding and may have just held on. Regal Dice from Miss Nico Bell. Then came Deep Beauty from Diagonelli. Patsy's last. Kiki Mora from Caitlin J. Archerfield. Then Zarkat, quick preview. Chibano, I am a rocket it for a long way from Royce Rocket. Zoolander and the late scratching of Zoolander. Well, Miss Nico Bell has dived at Regal Dice, the inside. And I think Regal Dice just. Number... Okay, it could be Regal Dice, number 15, 840 and 2.7 but a photo has been called for. Let's uh, take in an interview from this morning and hear from jockey Dylan Gibbons. Let's get to Dylan Gibbons, who's waiting on the line. Good morning, Dylan. Good morning, guys. How are we? Yeah, really good. Thanks for your time uh, this morning. How was your, your first Melbourne Cup Day experience, your first ride, Akita Sushi? I think you finished eighth. How was it overall? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I wish I finished eighth. I finished eleventh, so it's something to pr- improve on for the coming mate? years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a, a great feeling out there. Every, every jockey's re- dream, really, to ride in the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, like obviously we all know how special it is, and yeah, you always sit down and watch it. But um, now that I've been a part of it, it just adds that extra layer to it. And um, yeah, I'll be doing everything I can to get back to, down there every year. To, be a part of that as many times as I can. It was um, it was just amazing. 
Mm, the key to picking up these good lightweights is staying light, which is not hard, not easy. Uh, but you, you, you're on top of that at the moment. You're, you're riding as light as ever, really. You've, you've stabilised your weight over the past, past couple of years, haven't you? Yeah, like if, if I'm heavier, it's, I'm getting near 54, and that's me probably eating out a bit too much. So right. at the minute, you know, I'm, I'm sitting a bit below that 53 mark because I was able to get down to 51 and a half and pretty much obviously working at it for a bit over a week but I nearly got there without having to have a sweat at all so um, it was pretty good to know I can get that light without having to train my body and take any meals away so um, it was pretty good to be able to do that. Yeah, that's good. I suppose keeping busy, riding a fair bit in trials, it's, it's a busy lifestyle now with racing every day. But uh, raceway one today, rise to it. You haven't ridden a lot of these before, but you would have had a look at them. He's, he looks an improving young stayer. Yeah, I, I was having a chat to um, Tyler about him the other day, and he gave me a good bit of insight to him. He, from what I gather from him, he's, he's not the most intelligent horse. He, he does a few little things wrong, but... He said he's got a motor and a good set of lungs on him. So, look, albeit he's stepping up in grade a bit, but he's got to give the favourite's got to give him six and a half kilos. And we're in form and had all the runs under our belt. So, um, I'd be shocked if he's not fighting out to finish. He got Twigman in race two. He's lightly raced. He's he's got a quite a good record for a horse that look like he'll, looks like he'll stay. So he he might be a little bit of a dark horse here. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's a long way from Port to bring him down to Sydney so I'm sure Paul wouldn't be doing it for no reason and like I said he's just been well placed so he's in form he's down the weights, he's drawn soft and off around Rose Hill so albeit he's touched out of the market a little bit but probably the right right sort of race to be coming down to have a crack at mm. uh, Smiling Pallet, uh, Profit is a long shot but the stable's going well Yeah, look it's a pretty handy horse on its day so um like I said, Mark's obviously going very good down in the weights. Another one that's drawn soft. And look, a few do look to probably have a measure a bit. But um, one thing about her is she'll always be running on to giving her best. So um, if there's any sort of bias, hopefully drawing soft, she can get a few favours that way. And with no weight on her back, you know, she may not run top three, but I'd be shocked if she's getting beat a long way because um, I'm expecting to be only a couple of lengths off from worst case. The highway you're riding a last start winner an hour later. Um, timing's right, but obviously a harder race now. Good test for this horse. Yeah, look, this win was good enough the other day, but it's um, a big field drawn 15 around. Rose Hill's never ideal, so um, if I get a bit of luck, he's probably a good outside chance, but um, yeah, his fate's going to be known early whether he gets any sort of luck early in the run. Flying Destiny looks a nice enough ride inside draw. He rides the speed. A little jar out of this uh, track is good for him. Yeah, and he's had obviously a bit of a, bit of a break between runs. So, um, like I said, drawn soft. He, he'd been racing well. You know, the one blemish this prep was he was a bit unlucky and probably should have finished closer. So he's ultra consistent. He's drawn well. Looks a lovely race for him. Have you had anything to do with Scampi at all? No, no, I haven't actually, so it's been my first sit on him today. Um, you would have uh, saw his trials outside of that run in the Breeders' Plate. He's a better horse than what we saw there by uh, looking at the trials. Yeah, definitely, and obviously Tongue Tide goes on. They rode him cold in his trial, and he looked at trial quite brilliant um, the other day, so I haven't had a chat to the team, but uh, I'd be assuming if they're running from that alley and 
the intent they showed in the, the trials with the um, tongue tie on, I'd say he'll be getting back, but if he can motor home like he did in his trial, um, I think he might bounce back to what everyone thinks, thinks he's got. Uh, have you picked up Regal Lion in, in, in the main race? He pulls out a run now on his day? Yeah, exactly. He seems to maybe do it second up over a touch further, but look, you never know if, if he can get any sort of luck. It's a decent sized field for a good check so hopefully there's a bit of pressure and they overdo it and he'll probably be one of the ones back in the second half doing no work so we'll need a bit of luck but look I'm sure he's there to run well Yep and then you've got Tim Finnis who's a touch short for him but he's sure to be running on Yeah look there's a big weight spread between him and the top ones which albeit obviously due to the class of horse but um, you know still 5-6 kilos he's given to the to the top ones you know is a, a big chunk so He's drawn soft. They have to give him a bit of weight, and if you know, if they're not on their A game, you know the day's horses are always going well. So um, that's, that's what I'm banking on. Then you got Wizard of Oz in the last. He's backing up three weeks running, but he's doing a good job racing well. Yeah, Danny. Danny has a good knack of backing him up week week by week. So um, he's been racing ultra consistent and, and stepping up in grade and holding his own. So um. He's drawn well. He'll put himself in the first couple and, you know, you can't knock a horse that's, you know, going as consistent as him. So if he gets a few little things go his way, there's no reason why he can't be fighting out to finish it. Beauty, keep up the good work. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Dylan Gibbons, uh, who was on a little earlier on. Now, at uh, Rickerton, it was 15 Regal Dice, the winner paying 840 and 270. 14 Miss Nico Bell, 380. 8 Deep Beauty, 370. And 13 ran fourth, which was Diego on uh, Alley. So our next race is still five minutes away, which is to wrap us. So let's take in an interview now from jockey Olivia Chambers. To Olivia Chambers, who's joining us on the line on Racing HQ. Good morning, Olivia. Hi, nice to speak to you guys. Yeah, great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for your time. You're coming up for a couple of rides at Rose Hill. Uh, I think you've ridden one winner here in the past, haven't you? You've had one winner at Rose Hill. I think that's your only city winner. Am I right in saying that? No, I haven't had a um, city win yet. I've had one ride up there uh, so far. Yeah, okay, one ride up. And it ran a good race for you as well, didn't it? Yeah, in the highway last week. She ran third. Yeah. So. <laughs> that was my first ride at Rose Hill and very happy with how it went. You're riding, how long have you been riding? A couple of years now? You've ridden 30 or 40 winners? Um, I've just started my second year and I've ridden, I think, about 47 winners. Oh, wow. That's good. <laughs> yeah, you ride light? Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, and uh, obviously it's uh, you're starting to get a few more opportunities now with a couple of decent rides in town today. Yeah, just a couple of nice opportunities have arisen. I don't really want to come to town too often yet but I can't really knock them back when they come. Mm. Who, who are you apprenticed to? I'm with Robin Luke Price. Down oh Campbell. okay well they're, they're good bosses so they've had good apprentices in the past as we know with Brock um, but Matty Dale's given you a few opportunities he's, he's, this has been a pretty good horse to your Spitfire. Yeah Matt's been amazing he gave me my um, first ride in town at Warwick Farm which was actually on Spitfire and he ran third so no this horse has been really good we've had two wins together now so yeah hopefully he runs a good race yeah and Lady Redwood uh, uh, for Paul Murray I think he's been, he gives you a few rides as well the past two wins are pretty good yeah she's been really good recently I've um, ride her most mornings at work so I know her pretty well and hopefully she runs another nice race okay have you had any, uh, anything to do with her you do ride her track work yeah, I ride her um, 
most mornings. I haven't race ridden her yet, but hopefully, fingers crossed it all goes well. When did your horse riding start as far as a child? Have you been riding horses all your life or is it something you, you learned to love later in, 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 uh, in a later age? No, I've had horses uh, as long as I can remember. Um, mainly show jumpers, but yeah, I can't remember not being with horses. All right, but looking forward to seeing you today and hopefully you can ride a winner. Uh, thank you, guys. Olivia Chambers there. Don't miss the Gong Race Day at Kembla Grange on Saturday, November 25. Here we go. Racing in the Gong. See New South Wales' best racehorses compete for the $1 million Gong. This fantastic 10-race program also includes the $300,000 Wara. There will be loads of food trucks, the Canadian Club, Jans and cocktail bars to wet your palate, live entertainment and fashions on the field with over $10,000 in prizes to be won. The Gong Race Day. Saturday, November 25. Get your tickets now at moshticks.com. You know the feeling when your mate's golf ball flies past yours? Or when you're on the green in regulation, but he holds it from the bunker? At Drummond Golf, we get it. That's why we have our lowest price guarantee. As Australia's biggest, you can count on our massive buying power for the lowest prices in golf. But if you do happen to find a lower advertised price, we'll beat it. The Drummond Golf lowest price guarantee. Unbeatable. Conditions apply. At Tab, we're on for Champions Day. On races 1-6 to six at Rose Hill, Flemington and Doombin, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three tracks this Saturday. Tab. We're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We are hosting today's broadcast from the lands of the Karingai people. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of country and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. So Tarapa coming up there behind the gates here for a three-year-old race over 1,600. Grail Seeker, here's the $2 fave over City Gold Ready at 4.40. Following this race, Daff will join me. We'll take a look at the tab movers for Rose Hill. Exactor option, Quinella option two around the favourites. War of Succession is uh, the four in this, a uh, gelded son of Tavistock for Team Tiako and Sam Spratt, who was victorious in the first War of Succession. Ran eighth on debut at uh, Matamata, was slowly away and a bit awkward late in the piece as well. Looked pretty green. Was within three lengths of the winner, although finishing eighth of 14 there. Uh, last effort wasn't too bad. Got out nicely, uh, trailed. Got between runners uh, late and battled quite nicely and behind uh, Swatoski and Infringement who flew late for second. It's a $6 third favourite war of succession. And then the others are at double figures headed by just one having started three today for the informed stable of Stephen Marsh as George said to prepare the winner of the first two races here. There is Grail Seeker and Arunjan Palmer. Kilo claim off the back, draws the inside here and is the favourite. Couple around the $15 mark, uh, including Gatsby, having start number three today, and Portrait, second start for her after lining up at Topor and ran through the line quite well there over the 1300. Let's get to George Simon for his call, race three. 
Third on the card, the Norris Ward McKinnon Mile. They continued to fill the gates here. He ranged about to come up. Gadsby and Just One, the other two to come forward as well. Favourite is Seven Grail Seeker, two dollars one twenty. Narajan Palmer aboard. As the last one is about to come in, just one, trained by Stephen Marsh. He's looking to train the first three winners on the program here at Tirapa today on Legacy Lodge Sprint Race Day. So we're set now at the 1600. He reigns a bit fidgety in the outside gate. So he just holds them there. Gates open now, though. They're off and racing, and slow was Hanalei Star. Apart from that, it was a pretty level line out. Now going forward, Gatsby to head them off. Just one is handy as well. Followed out along the inside. Grail Seeker, the favourites, going to posse up in a nice spot just in behind the leaders. They'd be followed out by Portrait, and then out deeper is City Gold Ready. A length away next, Hanalei Star, all fired up over on the inside of War of Succession. Then came the Chosen Tozen. Back second last as he reigns, and the tail ender is Otani Rose as they work down by the 1,000 metres and Gatsby took it up, leads by three quarters from just one. Third and behind the leaders, the race favourite, Grail Seeker gets the perfect run, then followed by Portrait. Now, uh, caught out three wide, they're looking to be restrained at that point, there was City Gold ready. The inside, Hanalei Star, then War of Succession, one and a half away next is the Chosen Tosen back third, last from He Reigns and last of all, Otani Rose is seven lengths off the leader. At the 600 metres, they've stacked them up out in front here. It'll be a sprint home. Pacemaker is Gadsby from just one. A length and a half away next then came Portrait up on the outside of Grail Seeker, the favourite who's enjoyed a lovely run behind the leaders. Conversely, City Gold Ready's been deep throughout but looks to run on out deeper now. Further back of the field, War of Succession at the 250. Grail Seeker took over and dashed away by two from just one. Gadsby. Further back then we've got uh, City Gold Ready and battling on also is Portrait but away goes the favourite and Grail Seeker and Narajan Palmer are going to cruise this in. Oh gee, that's a win. Just one will be second. Photos for third between War of Succession and a very game City Gold ready. Not much between those two. And behind them next then came Portrait, followed further back by Gatsby, uh, with it Hanalei Star and uh, the Chosen Tosin. And back at the tail where he reigns and a gap back Otani Rose. In fact, we'll... So the third to wrap there. Seven Grail Seeker there. Pay 190 and 125 just one, $2.70 and a photo finished for third. Jared Daffy joins me now at two minutes past midday. Daff, good afternoon to you. Hello, Simon. Right, Righto, let's take a look at these movers for the big program at Rose Hill. The first race is due in 22 minutes, Daff, and it's uh, over 1,800 metres. What are they like, race one? Well, there's been a lot of movements here, and the reason behind that, Simon, is this bottom weight... Uh, Number nine rise to it opened at two dollars thirty on Wednesday. It's out to three dollars seventy now. So quite clearly, there's got to be a fair few other moves, and we've actually got a new favourite here, uh, the one touristic, which opened at three sixty. Uh, this morning's been three ten into two ninety. The other one, well and truly in the market, is number six first light, uh, which was four sixty in the original market. It's now, as I speak, updates at four dollars twenty. That's number six. So clearly, the market. Over there is number one, touristic. Race one, number one. Over to race number two. This one's the distance event over 2,400. 
Yeah, this race is a little bit thin on uh, on price moves, etc. Uh, the one kibosh has been four dollars sixty. Was three forty half an hour ago. It's into three twenty now. It's the fave. Uh, others in the market. Uh, the stable mate number six, Spaycaster, has been four sixty. Uh, sorry, um, 360. Got as short as 3.30, now back out to $3.40. And the 10 Loving Chiller um, attracted some early support, 11 into 5.50. Briefly touched 6 again this morning, back into 5.50. So one, Kabosh is the market mover, uh, but there has been definite interest in the 10 there, Loving Chiller. So Loving Chiller is the move there, race two over to the third event. Down the tab handicap here is over 1100 Yes, and one Miss Hellfire is currently at $3.80. She has been around about that mark after touching $4 early this morning. $2 Magic, $5.50. It was $6.50 at one stage. Three Spirit Queen, uh, it's been $3.80 out to 4 just back into $3.90. But the one I want to be with here is the current favourite, number five, Eagle Nest. Uh, 290, 270, just briefly now out to $2.80 with the percentages starting to tighten up. But three is, uh, sorry, five is the market mover there, Simon Eagle Nest. Okay, race three, number five, over to race four, and this is the Tab Highway Handicap, over 1,400. Well, I normally latch onto one or two in these highways, midways, etc., and I certainly have here. Uh, number two, the Dramatist, has been 11 into seven. Uh, Ten banda- uh, Bandasha... It uh, is currently the $5 equal favourite, so it's been 6 into $5 equal favourite, but the big mover has been number 11, Monty Atlanta. Opened at 15, uh, 5 Briefly got into 480 very early this morning, back out to five dollar equal favourite, but it's clearly the market mover there, number eleven, Monty Outlander. So Monty Outlander, number eleven in the highway. What about race five, the midway? Yeah, we've got a shorty here as well, and it, it's been heavily supported too. I'll get to it in a sec. Number five, Vindication, uh, 480, touch 550 this morning. Uh, just back into five dollars now. Uh, six another cognac, twelve into seven fifty. Uh, but the big move has been uh, for number twelve, Shadows of Love, opened at three sixty. We've only got a nine cent deduction there, uh, two forty now into two dollars twenty. So a really sizable move there for number twelve, Shadows of Love. Number twelve over to race six. This one is the Phillies and Mares Group two fourteen hundred meter hot Danish stakes. Yeah, fascinating race. Now, we've got three well and truly in the market here. There's been a decent move this morning. Now, when the markets first went up, uh, Royal Merchant was favoured at 280. It spent well, 36 hours at $2.50, but it's getting back out now to $2.70. So it is the favourite, but a really good push here for number two roots in the Wallace stable. Uh, 360 was $3 early uh, or a couple of hours ago. It's now $2.90, so it's actually pressing for favouritism. The other one well and truly in the market is Call Die, which had absolutely no luck at Caulfield last start. It opened at 280 but it continues to get out. It's out to $3.70. So looks a race in three, but the market mover clearly number two, Roots. So Roots number two there in race six. Race seven, Daff is the first leg of the quaddy. It's the two-year-old English Golden Gift. 
Yeah, and, and plenty of interest in this race as well. And uh, we've got the top weight here, Shangri-La Express for Waterhouse Bot. Gee, they win with anything at the moment. It's been very, very heavily supported. 250, 225, 220 early this morning. It's now into $2. It briefly touched odds on, but just edging back out to $2. Others in the market. There's been a bit of specking for number two here, uh, Rue de Royale, uh, one of the Victorians. It's been 15 into 20 12 and the other one climactic uh, number six at, at a price it's a first starter for matt dunn 51 now into 23 dollars but most want to be with that favorite there number one shangri-la express so number one in race seven race eight the feature is the five diamonds uh, which is due at 10 to 5 what's the current price antino Two dollars sixty. Uh, it's pretty easy to pick the market mover here. It is Antino. It opened at four sixty, and just at every price turn on the way down, uh, there's been money uh, for him. A couple of runs in Victoria. Didn't have a terrible lot of luck last start, but rock solid now. Two dollars sixty. Just looking for anything else. Uh, Democracy Manifest always attracts some sort of support. Number seven, it touched ten dollars. It's back into eight fifty. Detonator Jack quite popular, although it's unmoved at ten dollars and unspoken there at seven dollars fifty. But uh, oh, it's very very well supported, Antino. Yes, Antino there at $2.60 currently. That's a good race coming up later today at $4.50. Let's move over to race nine, Daff. The Ranvet handicap is over seven furlongs. Now, Gringotts opened $2.60, got into $2.40. Uh, this morning it was $2.70. Briefly touched three ten, back into three dollars is still favourite, but I'd suggest if you uh, if you like it, keep your powder dry, and I'll tell you why in one minute. Uh, two atmosphere, it's been well found. It was six dollars in the opening market. There was seventeen cents worth of deductions on those opening prices. Got into four, but uh, this morning really solid now at three dollars thirty. And the other one, number six Mars Mission, uh, opened three forty, actually got to three sixty, which is. Well, 370 really an hour ago, uh, back into 330. So there is money for both of those horses to beat the favourite. Now Gringotts, I, I said why well, you might be able to get a price. It is the trader's lay of the day. Gringotts at uh, Rose Hill today, race nine number one. It's got a staggering record. This there's 15 in a row have been beaten. 15 lays of the day have been beaten. So we'll see how that one goes today. Uh, the market mover is Atmosphere number two, just ahead of Six Mars Mission. Okay, uh, there you go. And over to race number 10. The last is for the Rolls, the Rose Hill Bowling Club. It's over 1,200 metres. How's this market shape up? Yes, a bit of movement going on here as well. Four plundering. Um, it... it uh, it was five into four sixty when the market first went up. Uh, this morning it's been four sixty eight to four dollars eighty. Five contemporary. It's the market mover. Five into four sixty market first up. This morning four twenty into three ninety. And the favourite number ten Gusto Sissimo. It was two ninety to two twenty five. Two twenty last night, but this morning two thirty out to two fifty. So each of those horses in their turn, Simon, have attracted some sort of support, uh, but contemporary number five is the market mover. So number five, contemporary for Good Dolphin. What was the best in Sydney? The best is clearly Antino in the Five Diamonds, the main race, race eight, number three. And don't forget that uh, lay of the day. Um, 
that might be an opportunity if you like to bet against Gringotts or if you don't like it, give you a bit more confidence to back something else. Race nine, number one. Right, uh, Daff, uh, we'll take a break and then I'll come back and we'll look at uh, the movers for, for Lemmington. Rickerton's our next to go. Look, it's still five minutes away. Runners are yet to leave the yard. Experience a remarkable week of racing in one of the world's great cities, Hong Kong, with the Big Sports Breakfast team. Leaving December 5, you'll be transported to Happy Valley with racing under lights for the World Jockeys Challenge. Plus, head to Sha Tin for the four Group 1s and the World Turf Championships. And when not at the race course, you can shop, harbour, cruise or just relax. Join the Big Sports Breakfast in Hong Kong. Myself, Dave Stanley and Laurie Daly. For more information, go to ambassadortravel.com.au. champion in fantastic style. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. The Australian Women's Health Diary does more than help organise our lives. It's packed with expert health advice important to every woman. Plus every diary sold supports research into the treatment, prevention and cure of breast cancer. Just $19.99 from newsagents Woolworths participating post offices and online at womenshealthdiary.com.au The Australian Women's Health Diary The diary that saves lives Buy one for yourself and the special women in your life Now Flemington is on today The first is in 27 minutes uh, Daff, I'll come back to you Let's run through the Tabubas For the fourth day of the Melbourne Cup Carnival at Flemington And race number one is the Australian Childhood Foundation Trophy Which is over the mile And uh, what are they backing here? Simon, I've been asked several times in the last two days What's the record of favourites at Flemington this year? It's not that good. 29 races and three only, three favourites, and two of those were on Oaks Day. So fingers crossed uh, for those who are launching into the favourites today, we can turn that round. Uh, race one, uh, there's a bit going on here. Now, number seven sequestered uh, for Godolphin, open $4. As soon as we put that price up, one bet. $10,000 at $4, but all it's done since is drift. Um, so it's out to $5. The big move here, uh, and they've had a few cracks at it, is number six, Von Hawk. Opened at $5.50. Uh, got into two sixty at one stage earlier this morning. It's just easing back out uh, with a little bit of support for a couple of others here. Uh, acceleration is one of those. Far Flung's a drifter as well, number five, four out to eight fifty. But market mover clearly number six, Von Hawk. Okay, Von Hawk in the first stab at two, race number two. This one is the Resimax Group Always Welcome Stakes, over 1,200. It's our time. It's got a terrific record up the straight uh, for Danny O'Brien. Uh, Blake Shin, the rider here. Now, it opened seven fifty in the opening market with only a nine-cent deduction. It's now into $3.90. Uh, it's been around about that price all morning. For General Bow, disappointed last start, but it's solid at six fifty. The favourite, Paracel, for Jay Mack and Jay Cummings. Not a bad combination there. Two seventy, touch two ninety. Uh, yesterday, uh, this morning, it's been two fifty into two dollars thirty. So the two they want to be with there is it's about time and Paracel. And with that late support for Paracel, we will make it the market mover number five. So Paracel, the push in race two over to race three. This is the fourteen hundred meter, the Amanda Elliott. Yes. Now we had big deductions in this race, Simon, of twenty six cents. Uh, before uh, those deductions came into play, the current favourite Schwartz. 
for John O'Shea had been 370 into three. There was a couple out yesterday, it was 260, but even this morning, uh, $2 for a little while now into $1.95. Very, very well back. The only one that there's any interest in at all to boot it is the James Cummings trained pantalone number three, uh, 420 out to 460 this morning, but there had been some interest in it over the last 48 hours. So six clearly the market mover there, Schwartz. Okay, Schwartz into the red now in the third race. Race four is the first league of the Super Tab Big Six, and it's the, the QE, it's the Queen Elizabeth Stakes, and a pretty handy addition of the QE too, I reckon. Yeah, it is. Uh, of course, the, the distance is the trick here, the 2600 metre course, but uh, they've backed uh, a Ma Eustace runner here, number two, Duke DeSessa. Now, it opened at $8. We've only got a four-cent deduction. Um, at this morning, it was four sixty for a little while, and it's now into $4.20. It's the favourite. Uh, the other one in the market, or equal favourite, is, uh, along with it, number nine, Muramasa for Bussett & Young. $5 opening, around about three eighty three ninety very early this morning, just getting back out to four twenty. So it does share that favourite. Chisholm line with Duke of Sessa, but the two is clearly the market mover there, Duke of Sessa. So Duke of Sessa is the push there, and uh, they are uh, backing the Caulfield Cup form there. Was there any money for the Kiwi ladies, man? No, not yeah, really, no. Strange, maybe. No. A, uh, a ladies' man who's a gilding. Yeah, that's an irony, isn't it? $17 yeah. there. Let's move over to race five. The Tab Matriarch Stakes is for the Mayors over 2000 And deny knowledge, uh, oh, gee, it's been a decent move as well. Number six uh, for the Kent Stable. It opened at $8 uh, into five yesterday. 440 very early this morning. It's still at $4.40. It's been a fairly stable market today, but the damage was done early with it. Uh, eight, uh, Pearl of Allsace has been a decent drift, 460 out to seven. Others that they've had a crack out here down the bottom. Number 11, She's a Con at a price for Graham Big, 31 into 23. And the bottom one for Waterhouse Bot, Osmos, pretty solid at $6.50. It's been unmoved most of the morning, but the market mover there is clearly number six, Deny Knowledge. Okay, Deny Knowledge coming out of some better races there. Race five, number six. Let's move over to the first thing of this afternoon's quaddy in Melbourne, and it's the first of the group ones, the Darley Champion Sprint Town. The Kiwi superstar Imperatrice is the favourite. What's her current quote? Well, she is a superstar. Um, obviously, we've seen those wins at the Valley. There's some question mark about her up the straight, but I see she had a jump out the other day and apparently went okay. Uh, she opened at 180 when the market went up, touched $2 briefly yesterday. They took that. Today, $2 again briefly. They took that back into $1.90. But the heavy artillery is on number seven in secret. We know how good she is up the straight, number uh, seven in secret. She was 550 in the opening market. Uh, 4.60 yesterday, $4 early this morning, now into $3.90. So this might seem rather strange to some people, but um, it's the market mover there, number seven, in secret. Okay, in secret, the push there uh, in the Dalu Champion Sprint. The second of the Group 1s is the Kennedy Champions Mile. I don't know about you, Simon, but I think this is the race of the day today. Um, now, when the market first went up, obviously the three, uh, the ones that 
um, that picked themselves, one Mr Brightside, two Alligator Blood, six Fangirl, but punters clearly with Mr Brightside. He opened at 310. Uh, one of the early bets for him was one bet, 10000 at $3.10. He's been backed all the way into $2.40 favourite now. Alligator Blood, uh, it's the one getting out, number two, $3.28 to $4. And Fangirl opened 250 so she was the five. Touched 290 uh, even touched $3 at one stage last night, but she's back into 270 this morning. So one and six to two, they wish to be with in preference to Alligator Blood, but clearly the market mover there is number one, Mr. Brightside. Yeah, well, the key, of the, the key to the race will be if Pride of Jenny Pride does of Jenny, what she did yeah. last week. Uh, yeah. That could Dip- really... Yeah, different kettle of fish today. It will be interesting. Well, I guess it's pretty proven that's the only way she can win. So if they do, if she does scoot along in front... What will be lining up behind her? Yeah, that's right. And uh, that will be the, the fascinating aspect of the race. Uh, and race eight, the third of today's Group 1s, is the Tab Champion Stakes. What's our market here? Well, Zaki, the old boy, number one, opened at 7.50, got into five, back out to 5.50 this morning. They took that. He's back into five. West Wind Blows, which, as we know, ran second in the Caulfield Cup, uh, narrowly beaten. He's a drifter, 2.60 out to $3, but many think he'll be the leader. Uh, then the other action is down the bottom, nine duos, 5.50, 7.50, back into seven. At Tissue, nine into seven. And the Kiwi Mayor, number 11, Prowess, she's been really... Really popular, Simon. Nine dollars uh, now into five dollars. So basically, a half of her opening quote, and she is the market mover there. Number eleven, Prowess. If they told you you could have had five dollars about her in this race when she won the binary, I mean, you'd snap it up in a flash, wouldn't you? You would. Yeah, you would. yeah. She'll be hard to beat. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm tending to uh, to agree with you, lean that way, Daff. Uh, mm. And over to race nine, and she's, she's won eight out of eleven too. It's you know, it wasn't a fluke. No, no, no. That's uh, I'm kicking myself. I didn't back her at the valley actually. <laughs> Paid yeah. $4 on that, I missed that. Uh, and over to race nine, the last is the World Horse Racing Grand Handicap over 1100 How's this market shape up? Yeah, they're, they're back to handful here. Uh, number two, Anilla, 14 into 11. Seven Bues has been really popular, but still remains at $8. Nine, Kin is your market mover here. 390 opening, got to 440, uh, but this morning, four into 360 now. Uh, 10, Ray Magnerio. Uh, 4.20 out to 4.40. And 13, uh, Mornington Glory now, it opened at $12. It got as short as 6.50. It's edging back out to 8.50, but it has noticed over the last two days a couple of times it got to a better price than uh, what was on offer, and that was taken straight away. So market move there is number nine, Kin, but quaddies, doubles, exotics, etc. Definitely look at throwing in that 13 Mornington glory. And what was the best in uh, Melbourne? The best is uh, race three, number six, Schwartz, currently at 195. Good stuff. Thanks, uh, Daff. I'll come back to you shortly and we'll take a look at the best back runners, Brisbane. Okay. We'll leave it there. What we'll do is take you to Rose Hill now. Uh, now, Luke Marlowe's calling at Rose Hill today. Darren Fundell is currently wandering the casinos of Las Vegas. Uh, let's get to Luke. He's on deck today at the Gardens. Luke, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you as well, Simon. Half Darren's luck. Uh, nice of him to invite us, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, good to be with you, though, for Five Diamonds Day here at Rose Hill. Been talking about it a little bit this morning and early part of the afternoon, Simon. It's very hot here, so uh, if you hear anything from the yard, if Corey Brown or any of the analysts suggest that a horse is sweating up here at Rose Hill today, don't be as negative on that as you normally would be because it is a hot one. 310 favourite, the first, number one, touristic. Nine rise to it at $4. Out from 4.30, mind you. Six first, light. 
Spitfire 850, double figures the rest. Race one coming up soon, Simon. Good on you, Luke. Let's pick up Corey from the yard. Going well. I think it maps good for him. I'm 169 and 5. I'm with Touristic. Uh, I know he's got a big weight here and um, a little bit of work to do, but I, I just feel... He's presented well. He comes out of a fast race last time. 1800 will suit. I'll go his way to beat First Light, who hasn't won in a long time, but does work forward here and um, backs up after a solid run uh, last time. Of the others, rise to it just a touch easy. I think maybe just getting to where he um, should be with the rise in class here, but he does have that lightweight. And the other lightweight here is Spitfire, who's racing very, very consistently. One, six, nine, and five, Tim. So one, six, nine, and five there from. Uh, the Duff. Now, before we get to Luke for the call of this first at Rose Hill, we do have Doombin, how Queensland meeting this afternoon on a soft six. And Daff, you've had a look at what the best-backed runners here are. Got a handful of movers here. We start with race two, number five, Queen Assassin. Uh, there was money originally at 550 but we've got 15 cents worth of deductions there, but 370 into 350. Three Race three, number seven, Midnight in Tokyo. Now, this was the best back early as soon as the prices went up, which is a really good indication at $3.70, currently $2.90. Down to race six, number three, Larry and Rogue. Uh, deductions affect this race again, but after those, uh, $4.80 into $4.00. Down to race eight, number 10, Zarastro. Well, it's pretty simple with Zarastro. Every time he goes around, he's going to be in the market move. Punters love him, and why not? He's been 250 into 225. And the final one here today is race 10, number 15, Storm the Fortress. Now, originally good support at $8, but big deductions there at $0.35, but this morning $4.60 into $4. So a handful of Doombin. Simon, race two, number five, Queen Assassin. Race three, number seven, Midnight in Tokyo. Race six, number three, Larrick and Rogue. Race 8, number 10, Zarastro. And race 10, number 15, Storm the Fortress. And before you ask me for the best, I will tell you what the best is. Race 8, number 10, Zarastro. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Daff. Uh, enjoy your afternoon. Will do. Thank you, Simon. There he is, Jared Daffy. Now to Luke for race 1, Rose Hill. Rise to it. Behind the line. And thank you, Tim. Good afternoon to our Sky Racing One viewers. Welcome to Rose Hill. Warm here. Trackside. Beautiful day, though. Not a cloud in the sky, and they are loading the gates here for race number one. In goes Rise to it. Touristic, the favourite. He's in the barriers as well now. New Republic, Spitfire coming up. Made by Khan, just specced at $11 here. First light, look for him to be a bit more prominent in the run here. They have advised connections of first light that they'd like to put him in the race today. Wonder move up here. First light coming up. And the line about to be completed. Thanks, Greg. Welcome, everyone. Three metre rail, soft five to start us here at Rose Hill. Red lights are turned on, five diamonds day. Off they go now in the opener. Bouncing well off the inside was Rise to it. Made by Khan. Got a great start and first light as advised. Berry's going forward. Back behind those settling into stride was unanimous a bit closer today. The outside of Spitfire. Touristic settles back in the field. 
Marzabit the inside and New Republic sees them all. Into the back straight of Rose Hill Gardens they go and made by Khan. Leads here for Josh Parr. He won the Golden Eagle here a week ago. He's a length and a half in front of parking second. First light on the outside. Railing through was Rise to it. He gets a nice run under the lightweight. Unanimous switches off pretty well fourth as they put the 1,200 metres behind them. And the speed just increases now. Made by Khan rolling a touch in front here. Spitfire's back on the rails fifth, followed by Touristic. The favourite's got some cover there, two behind him. They are Marzabit and New Republic at the rear of proceedings. Still made by Khan, a solo leader here. He's one in front. First light keeping tabs on him. He got across, one off the fence now. Punches the breeze without cover. Rise to it, third the inside. Unanimous creeping closer as they work to the side of the track. They've got 700 metres to run. Spitfire's the rails. Touristic's just come off the bit here, the favourite. Schofield's hard at work on him, trying to get him to pick up the bridle. Marzabit and New Republic at the end. Made by Khan, held together. Leads three quarters of a length on first light, which is now closing. Two lengths rise to it under pressure, but he's trying to wind up. Then Unanimous Touristic the outside, and New Republic coming from last. First light hit the lead from Made by Khan. Rise to it's very dour, and a strong staying type. He moves to the lead. Touristic behind them, then Unanimous. New Republic peaking on his run. It's rise to it from a wall. A hundred metres to go. He's staving them off. Touristic's trying to get there, but Rise to it keeps responding. And Rise to it in great form wins from Touristic. Photo for third. Made by Khan Unanimous. Behind the Mars a bit. New Republic first light every chance. Spitfires run near the end. Rise to it rises again to the occasion. That's three in a row. He makes the step from provincial grade. And it's a city success now. For number nine, rise to it, Dylan Gibbons, Kieran Ma, David Eustace. He came off the bit before the turn, but we know that this horse has got great stamina. And he had the lightweight too. And rise to it's worn them down here in what was a dour contest. Interim numbers, race one, Rose Hill, nine, one, seven and two. 917 and 2 are the placings. Overall time, 149.78. Class record here is 148.27. They're a long way outside of that. It appeared a slowly run race up front. Last 635.28. 917 and 2 to the opening race here at Rose Hill Gardens. Nine rise to it, paid three ninety one seventy one touristic one fifty seven made by Khan three dollars two fourth Quinella six forty exact a thirteen ten a trifecta one hundred and fourteen ninety first four five hundred and eighty one dollars and thirty cents race number two due at one pm you can take out number two Mars a bit the early favourite is Caboche at three dollars thirty now they're loading up for the first at Hobart on a soft five well. Head across to Cole McDiff, always Roxy, or anyways Roxy is the favourite at $1.70. Here's Cole. Now the favourite, anyways Roxy, still Raiders got to go up riderless. Rocky Hero's still out with Miss Keats. And also Prosperous Miss. Line is taking pretty good shape here for the first. $1.70 now for Anyways Roxy. Four sixty Miss Keeds and just $1.70 for Anyways Roxy here. Thank you, Steve. It's been heavily supported. Just easing out a tad from $165 to $170, but in from 